Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You are listening to the Roman the World podcast. I am your humble host, Roman, and I hope you guys are having a great day, a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever you guys are going through. As for me, this is going to be a upload of an old podcast, a podcast I recorded, I want to say back in December of 2021. Um, at the time, I felt like the podcast was kind of, um, it wasn't as good as it should be, Um I was high out of my mind. I smoked all the weed. And that was something that I, in hindsight, that I shouldn't have done. Only because at the time I wasn't, I quit smoking pot. I was in a rinse cycle and I was trying to hit that shit harder. Um, I had like a pound of weed to kill and I was just smoking all day long. And that was just the start of it all. Um, I was smoking fucking, I went from smoking nothing, running every day, not drinking, not smoking, not doing anything to getting hit by a car, coming home, and basically rolling like fucking 10 blunts a day, even probably even more, and just not getting high, but staying high. And it kind of made this podcast suffer a little bit. Um, honestly, I hope I could, I hope I could, you know, re-record it again. Um, the podcast is with um, a really good filmer, a really good filmographer, um, his pictures are pretty dope. His name is Jason, uh, Anchor City Productions. You can find him on Instagram. Um, really cool guy, really knowledgeable. When I first met him, I met him actually through Instagram. And basically, he wanted to shoot, um, he wanted me to shoot a music video. And at the time, I was trying to deal with a style of having everything static shots, you know, static shots, uh, nothing moving, everything on a tripod, and just keeping everything real still like a picture. And, you know, at the time, it was just kind of, you know, eh. But we never got to actually meet in person, and basically we just kept in touch through uh, Instagram. I watched this dude grow from, you know, wanting to learn how to film stuff, wanting to learn how to do it, to actually getting out there and doing it. Getting out there, starting his own production, damn it. And he's hella good. I watched him literally transform from a novice into somebody who's actually like, yo, I have to learn from this guy. I've never been somebody to be anyways like, I'm the best. I'm not. You know, we all got to start from somewhere, and we all got to have, you know... A little bit of humble humility be humble and stuff um great dude you know very knowledgeable you know he plays music he does the camera camera work he's actually shooting on i think a um, panasonic lumix um like fucking i don't know s1 or some shit um which is a great camera i prefer a gh5 i'm i like that's the last camera i shot on one of panasonic a gh3 which is a good ass fucking camera um, I'm currently shooting on an A6500 and an A64. Um, a little bit old on the older side, but, uh, you know, it gets the job done and it, do what I, it does what it has to do. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, I'm not going to be edit, be editing it. I'm just giving it out there raw as is. So you're going to hear a little bit of, you know, mess up, uh, starting over and trying to get the feel of it. At the time, I was still learning to do podcasts. It was probably like my second podcast I'd done. I, but... At that time, I was recording podcasts after podcasts. I think I was doing like eight podcasts in one day. Not one day, in one week. So one a day. And I think he was like the second day. So it was still new. And a lot of, you know, um, 
working the kinks out. So I hope you guys enjoy and you guys have yourself a great day. And I will talk to you later. Later. Hey, what's, what's up, up, Jason? How you doing, man? Good, good. Let me, uh, not quite set up yet. But, All right, for uh, sure. Do you want me to call you back or uh, you're almost there or what? Yeah, I mean, if you want to stay on the line. Oh, yeah, no worries, cool. man. Um... Yeah, I'm just, I'm just setting up. Uh, I'm just setting up all this damn stuff, whatever. Well, well, I'm just setting up the computer. I just have the computer for the first time. But um, hey, man, I saw your setup. It's pretty dope. Thanks. I was uh, dicking around with it. I'm trying to change the audio to my AirPods, but oh, I have the wire. I'm using a. Um, you know what a, a PodTrack P4 is? Uh, no, I don't. It's like a. It's this stupid little. Um, what is it? A uh, podcast uh, machine, but it's pretty cool. I pay like two hundred bucks for it. It, uh, you know, I'm able to put everything onto an SD card. I could literally take it in the car with me, drive around and talk in the car. Yeah. It's pretty dope and shit. The audio sounds fucking great, dude. Oh really? Like your like your microphone right now in my ears sounds like super clean. Oh shit, that's super cool, man. I um I bought it's uh I was at I was at Best Buy, man. That's like pretty much all we have out here, and uh. I was <laughs> at the moment I was being a cheapskate. I was telling myself, hey, you know what I can do is I can interview as many people as I can in like one shot, release it one week at a time, load up all this stuff and return all my all my equipment back. <laughs> <laughs> I do that with Amazon, man. Fuck Jeff Bezos. You know? Oh, really? What do you like? What do you what do you do? Like, what, no, yeah. let, no, like I was thinking about doing that because I just bought this uh, seven inch monitor for for filming that I'm like. I can see that I'm monitoring myself with right now that I don't really like that much. And uh, I was thinking about just returning it after like a month or two. Oh, okay. Yeah, I um, I looked at the thing and being that it's the holidays, there's the, um, what is it called? Uh, holiday return policy. So it, it extends till like January. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's only like uh, $300 worth of, of equipment, maybe like 350 at most. But uh, that's still three hundred fifty dollars, man. You know, <laughs> that's a little extra three hundred fifty dollars. Are you going to continue doing podcasts though? Like after you return? Well, it? I'm. The thing is, I'm trying to convince myself not to return it, just so I'm not a cheapskate. I don't need to return it for any reason. I could, uh, you know, it's it's there. But um, I'm having like a depending how well this goes and how much guests I can get uh, reoccurring or just pretty much going all in general. Then um, yeah. Then I'll, I might continue it in that time frame. But um, I understand, you know, things take time. Can't blow that shit up overnight. And I'm just trying to, you know, keep it going. Because there's times, man, it's hard to think about shit. Like, I recorded something this morning. Uh, it was actually at around about 3 o'clock in the morning. And um, I was talking, and I started rambling, and I started going all off. I started fucking <laughs> saying the dumbest shit. And I was like, okay, hold on. I need to figure out what I got to talk about, what I'm, what I'm going to um, – to say because i you know I, I like saying a bunch of different stuff i like talking about different things and um yeah it's pretty cool so i have like um especially like with guest wise i have a variety of different people and uh so it's not all one stick you know one genre it's a bunch of different things we talk about stupid stuff we talk about some things we talk about this like for instance right now we have the we have a uh, cameras you know the next one i don't i don't know what it'll be next uh so on and so forth do you have like a list of shit that you want to talk about or like a structure or a format? Well, yeah. So that's what um, I actually was been doing is uh, 
things that I want to talk about before I have the person come on. I actually like look at all the stuff they're into, look at all this, look at that, and basically not give it a, a, a what well, what is what you say a structure, a structure or whatever. Yeah. But um, oh, that's your setup. That's just dope as fuck. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Hey, that's super cool. Like sponsored by Liquid Death and shit. Oh shit, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, I'm giving myself a structure, but it, at the moment I'm still uh, uh, just not winging it. But it's a it's a a real um, it's like a skeleton of it. You know, I just have a real vague outline what I want to talk about, what I want to do, um, and it just pretty much I try to keep it still at most well very uh, organic. <clears throat> yeah. So um, <clears throat> shit, I got something in my throat. But you know, it's only this is my my fifth one or sixth one I think. I I've, I've been usually getting like two guests a day, so I get a you know brush up on it. And plus, uh, <clears throat> I'll drive Uber on my free time, and dude, I talk with people all day, man. I'm interviewing people in the car. I'm fucking inter- I'm, and I'm trying to give myself questions to ask, things to say, and uh, man, I talk with all kinds of people. Dude, that's funny. I think I don't know. Like, uh, I get in that mindset too when I'm not ready for like an investment or anything like that, and I'll tell myself, uh, you know what? I could always fucking return it. And um, usually, like nine times, nine point five times out of ten, I end up keeping the shit. You know? Okay. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much how I am right now too. I uh, I bought a, a, a ultra wide lens. I think it's like a that's what I'm using right now to film. It's like a because the camera is literally about. Uh, a foot away from me so i'm able to capture all this i capture a a big variety of uh, space and uh when i first bought it i was like what am i gonna use it for but it's cool for macro shots it's cool for um really wide angles and all this weird shit but yeah i kept it i'm with you on that same um same boat i bought this fucking lens uh this telephoto lens, like, you know, you know, we're, we, we do video, bro. So I don't know. Should we save this for the podcast, bro? Yeah. That's what I was going to tell you right now. So, so okay. we're, we're, are you ready don't, to start? Don't, don't, uh, don't get all the good conversation out right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Let me, uh, let me hit record back here. Yep. Same here. That's what I'm doing right now. Uh, let me record on my camera. Okay, ready? Yes, sir. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Roman the World podcast. Um, right now, we have a cool guest. Right now, his name is uh, Jason, and sorry, he is. Let's take a time out. I am so sorry, dude. I live by an airport. And I left my window open. Oh, okay. Well, I pretty much. Um, oh well, yeah. I'll say on my end. You don't want to pick it up, but I'm sure you're in. All right. So bro, that we're going to take we two. Are ready. <laughs> we're ready now. Take okay. Two. <laughs> <clears throat> shit <clears throat> hello you are listening to the you are listening to roman the world podcast right now we have uh jason from anchor city productions <clears throat> oh man my throat's all clogged up uh it's pretty cold out here you are the what only videographer well the lead videographer for anchor city productions and um well who are you How's it going, Roman? I am Jason. I started Anchor City Productions, and you are correct. I am the one and only, as of now, as of in now. this company that I, as of now that I started. Um, however, I could, you know, foresee in the horizon, you know, expanding, 
Um, sometimes work gets overwhelming and um, I could use an extra set of hands. You know how that goes when you're shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, you know, <clears throat> I, I just didn't really really know how to word it. You know, I kind of got <laughs> thrown thrown off. But um, it's all good. You I'm looking at your Instagram right now, man. I'm trying to think of questions to ask. I was just uh, I'm all sidetracked real quick. But um, yeah, sorry about that shit. No worries. Um, so where are you based out of? I am based out of, I personally live in Newport Beach, right next to John Wayne um, Airport. Okay. Uh, it's, I kind of consider it like Eastside Coast Mesa, if you're familiar with the Orange County area. Um, I do a lot of work kind of in Southern California, mostly Orange County. I'm a little bit of freelance in Los Angeles as well for some companies. Yeah, hey, that's super dope, man. And um, I'm trying to think about what the hell were we talking about before we started all this? Um, fuck, what the hell were we saying? I don't even know. Do you remember? Is is this um is this just a straight shot of uh, video and audio? Do you know of of my like, of our like, thing? Yeah. Do you edit it at all? Um, pretty much. Yeah, I'll edit some stuff if I sound dumb or if I sound things that are just kind of all over the place. I edit it all yeah. up and I just kind of make it more flowing. I was just kind okay. of um, yeah. Right now, I'm I'm thinking to myself right now. I just went Christmas shopping and I and and I was thinking about the. The price of this stupid, all this equipment. I was trying to think of cool questions. I don't know, man. I'm tripping. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all good. Yeah. I'm tripping, man. It's, it's, I... all, it's only because, uh, you know, when we hit record, uh, all this, like, um, pressure and, like, self-consciousness, like, shows up and insecurities. So we, like, freeze up. Yeah. Like, and, that's why. And that the thing is, is. it's really hard for, like, actors and actresses and, you know, people. Yeah. And right now, I just feel like from when we first started talking to now, just kind of, well, we, we turned to acting mode. Like, okay, man, like, we're fucking news anchors now. You know? So. <laughs> And, and the, honestly, this is the first time because all my other conversations, yeah. they're, they're really good. They're really strolling. Okay. So we're going to start over. Right, Jason. Hold up, hold up, hold up. No, so, no, no, no. Okay, we're not, like, we're not going to start over completely. No. Okay. okay. So Jason, yes, I met you through Instagram, man. I honestly yeah. do not know how it all came to be and how it came all to, to participate. But um, like we just started talking, man, one day, you know, vice, you know, we saw each other's stuff. And uh, I remember, I, I think what it was, was you wanted me to shoot you a music video. Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, man, at those times, I was like the most busiest person in the world. I still am. And uh, you do not understand how much I wanted to shoot a music video in like uh, with a person who actually has an idea of what they want to do, what they what the what the look they want and actually know how a, how, how's a, how a camera works. And For sure, um, man. From the time I seen that stuff until like now, man, it's probably been what like a year and a half, maybe two years. And uh, dude, I gotta say, your stuff has blown up a lot. Just I see you all the time out there hustling, all the time. Um, oh shit, my throat's all dry. One second, man. It's okay. Uh, yeah, man. So I see you out there hustling all the time. And uh, how do you get all your work, brother? Like. I understand it's word of mouth or it's, you know, you might know people, but what is, what do you do to get as much work as you, as you are getting and like in the places you are getting? I mean, I think to kind of go back onto what you're saying is kind of Instagram and self-promotion, I think is how I do accumulate most of my work. But I think a majority of it is word of mouth with the help of like kind of marketing myself on Instagram by, you know, uploading and sharing my, you know, videos from clients so, but normally it's, it's word of mouth. I've never, I've never bought in promotion. I've never paid for an ad. Um, 
most of the time, um, someone sees something I do and then they want it and then they hit me up and I go do like a, you know, a version of what I did for client A with client B. Um, but it, you know, whatever niche they're in. Okay. See, but on, on like that, that's dope. Probably, probably because in the area you are in, in, in the area I was in, in Riverside, you, you, you have more of a, you're in a more dense populated area, man. And, sure. um, you have you have people who are actually willing to pay not only because you're in an area where you have to actually have money and you actually got to pay for stuff and it's because it's fucking expensive in california man and when i was doing all this i would have people hit me up i would have so many rappers hit me up to make music videos and i would charge them literally a hundred dollars two hundred dollars and they still couldn't come up with that money there was so many of them that would come and ask me for work and i'm like I'm, I, I would sell myself short to them. I wanted to make music videos. I wanted to just practice doing what I would sure, do. And when I would, passionate about it. and what I would tell them is I'm going to charge you this much amount of money, but we're going to do it the way I want to do it. And you tell me your ideas and we'll, we'll make them to a cool ass way. We're not going to do all this crazy little stuff. We're going to make music videos that stand out, you know, because we don't want to look through uh, on the internet and see a bunch of the same videos, but we want to see something. That, oh, Hey, I, that video looks a little different. And uh, yeah, that's sure. that's what I wanted to do with them, and so many of them always wanted to do their idea. We'll do some cool ass tracking shot, long take, super dope. They'll be like, "Nah, you have the gimbal, so we can just go back and forth." And while we're rapping, you just you know following back and forth. I'm like, "We just did a cool ass shot, and you want to do this?" And um, it got to the point where it was so hard for me to even want to uh, get jobs with other people. Because they would literally never want to set, set anything up. It's maybe because I was probably in the, the, the field I was in in music videos. But even like, uh, shit, I can't even think, man. There's so many, so many of them out there that we, I would offer work to them. They would offer me work. I would even go to like little restaurants and say, hey, you know, I'll shoot a free video for you. And nobody, nobody was down. And how, how do you get these people to like, how do you get this damn work, man? Like what keeps well, you, because I'm the, sure they, they, they pay, you know, but like what guys, how, how do you get a good, a good one? Cause I'm looking through your stuff. You have so many actually like restaurants, so many cool ass places. And I'm sure by now they look at your stuff and they're like, yo, that shit's dope. I'm willing to pay. But in the beginning, like what, what did you have to do in the beginning? Cause I'm sure it, it did not start, start you, you know, making game paid, you know, you had to come up with well, deals. I, you had to, you know. Exactly. It's kind of like the same scenario that you were in with the music videos where these people would hit you up. But since you're so passionate um, about just wanting to shoot and make a music video, you're willing to settle for less. And at the time, damn, my light keeps going out Um, at the time of when I was kind of just starting up, it was the same scenario of like, I didn't really care about making money, but um, I just wanted to like practice essentially. So I would just go and start filming stuff. Um, during the pandemic, restaurants were shut down. So um, I would go to these pop-up markets where, um, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. This fucking light keeps turning on and off, dude. Is it cool if I fix it real quick? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no Damn, Hold on, give me one second. I think, I, think we're both, I think we're both trying to figure, make it super perfect and trying to make it super cool. Like me, I'm over here thinking of a hundred different things. I'm looking at a bunch of different stuff. Usually I just have the audio up and I don't have nothing else. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I'm just chilling in the dark. I'm just hanging out. We, we got this, bro. We got Oh, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. No. 
We got it. It's cool. Give me one sec. I'll come back to that question, though, for sure. I like that question. Yeah, dude, I'm looking at your stuff, and you got some, you got a lot of cool ass shit, man. I appreciate it, bro. Is that kind of what you do? Is you you find people based off of uh, like Instagram? Uh, I'm not saying no, no. Um, I um, where the city where I'm at, I'm in Fort Smith, Arkansas. So I just go around when I when I drive for I I meet a lot of people through Uber, and. uh, I get out of work and I'll go drive around for Uber for a few hours. I have pretty much like six hour days just to chill and do whatever. So I'll drive like two, three hours a day and I'll pick people up, talk with them. Um, I was actually having a conversation with a uh, shit. What is it? Uh, he was a, he's a resident doctor at, at one of these hospitals and he just came in from Dubai, not Dubai, um, Bombay, India, uh, talking about it's a 15 million person city and he's coming to a city of 800,000 people. No, no, no. Damn. It's not 800,000 people. It's maybe like 80,000 people. Where you're at right now? Yeah. I think it's 800,000 or 80,000 people, one of the two. And um, he's telling me, like, dude, it's so it's here. It's so much chiller. It's so much more relaxed. In India, he's literally getting like 1,000 patients an hour. And these people, and he's working in a public hospital where they can come in with $2 to $1,000. And, um, talking about two dollars hey man i have two bucks i broke my leg how can you help me and in india they're like uh we'll give you this they have to basically he's basically telling me he has to cater to all their needs for whatever price they pay for and out here in uh california it's completely different not california arkansas it's a uh, completely different more laid back more chill uh that was the last most interesting guy i was talking to um i was at well i actually started talking to this boxer uh, she's a world champion boxer, two-time Olympic gold medalist, and um, she says she's down to come on it, but she has to do a bunch of things to uh, whatever. And that one was weird because she comes into my car, and we're talking, and she's saying she's from Compton, California, and I'm like, "Yo, weird question. What brought you out to what brought you out to Arkansas?" I always ask them that shit. Like, what whoever people from California or whatever, um, I'll tell them like, "What brought you to Arkansas?" And I feel like I'm rambling on and shit. But anyways, long story short, this girl tells me that she's actually a professional boxer and she came in from Compton and she fought under a few uh, professional cards. I'm not a real big boxer fan, whatever. And uh, I just told her, hey, you know, I just started a podcast like last week. Would you be willing to come on it? And she was like, "Um, yeah, I don't do anything outside of here, man. So I was like, all right, cool. So I set that one up. And so it's just I find them different places. You are Instagram. I may go around and find some other person or people who I actually interact with but because i feel i guess you could say i feel more comfortable a little bit more yeah you know and then i want to branch out but uh technical difficulties are done the lights are fixed yes the lights are fixed um let's just dude clean slate it clean slate it okay organic conversation no questions (laughs) just let's just go okay (sighs) okay one two three All right, so now we're back. <laughs> All right, brother. So who are you? Let's just start off My with that. My name is Jason, and I am the owner, operator, founder, the only dude that works for Anchor City Productions. I am based out of Newport Beach, California. Yeah. All right. 
<laughs> I was just thinking to myself, you're like, okay, I have to answer those questions before he answered them, before he asked them. <laughs> Let's get that shit right. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot of practice. A lot of practice. Yeah. I just definitely a lot of practice, man. There's all this uh, talking, all this, all this, whatever, whatever. And how is Arkansas treating you? I know that um, we've never necessarily met in person, but uh, I've no- I noticed that you've been out there for quite some time. And I was wondering if you missed California. Yo, I've been out here for six months already. Uh, I do miss California, but it's expensive. I went out there for Thanksgiving, uh, well, for Thanksgiving last month, and it cost me $120 to get to California. Once I got to California, it cost me $80 just to be out there for one day using my car. And I wasn't driving it anywhere. I wasn't going crazy. I think I spent $5.85 on a gallon of gas. I don't miss that shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't miss how expensive it is out there, but everything else. Yeah. Like my family's out there. All my friends are out there. I'm completely in Arkansas alone. Nobody, just me, just out here doing this shit. But don't you become acclimated though? Like I understand the gas prices of like $5 a gallon. Um, you know, it's cheaper to live over there in Arkansas, yeah. but you become acclimated. Like, could you get video jobs over there at the same price you could over here? It's okay. Like, so is it relative? So when it comes to that, I've, 100% have lagged on that for a, long, for a long time. I literally just got all my stuff back with all my filming equipment. I want to say I got it back about two months ago. That is still not no excuse for me not to have been going out there and getting a bunch of jobs. But they will literally pay you for an Instagram video that, that you shoot with your phone. Because yeah. out here, out here, out here I'm, I should be taking advantage of it. But I haven't. There's so many small mom and top mom and pop businesses who don't know how to run Instagram, who don't know how to run all these things. They don't even have a website, so they're willing to pay. And um, price right price wise, I'm sure you can literally tell them a price, and being that they don't know about whatever whatever, you can make some decent money doing that. For sure, you know, and, like um, sell yourself, market yourself. You know? Yeah, so you can lit. I don't, I don't even know how to say it. It's, um, the people out here will pay for, for your services. Like they're, they're good people out here. That's good. Cause, uh, I, I, don't, I think it's like everywhere, you know, you don't want those, those clients that, um, don't see the value in, in video and film. Um, they don't see the value in, you know, like those mom and pop shops that, don't understand Instagram are the clients that you want because it's not that you're ripping them off, but you're giving them value that could actually boost yeah. potential sales for them. And I think that that that's where like the, the good organic clientele come from in our line of work is like the more social media aspect of like promotional videos. Um, but however, I feel like the bigger budgets are the more produced stuff and the like more filmmaking stuff. But yeah. those are, those are you can't you can't just like for instance like probably just show up in arkansas new and be like hey who wants to make a film you know like or who wants well that's what i did i came up i came into arkansas i drove into fort smith i was staying in a small town i drove to fort smith and i just hand out business cards in every single store i walked into every single business area every single restaurant i came in and i hand out a business card and i said hey i shoot music videos i shoot this i shoot that i pulled up a bunch of stuff that i shot i had a little what like two minute reel. And I was like, look, this is all the kind of things I do. And some of them were down. Some of them were, were ready. You know, they didn't understand pretty much what I was going to be doing for them. And, yeah. um, being that they had no website, 
They had no Instagram. They had no social media presence. I was going to tell them, like, dude, for like $200 a month, I'll come in. I will shoot one video a week. Now, maybe maybe a little more. I don't even know. I don't remember what the deal was. But I'll shoot one video whatever certain amount of time a month. And then I will, um, what is the word? Like, update social media, interact. Yeah, and yeah, it, post, and, come on. And being that I was new, I charged only $200. And it, that's if it's, you know, making an Instagram and me just controlling it and just making them look good. Yeah. And uh, that's that's called social media management. Oh, is that what that is? Social media management? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm, dude, I don't know a lot of these terms. I don't know a lot of these. Uh, like everything that I do is for basically what, um, just self-taught. I'm not the smartest guy. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And uh, so I, I literally just go out there and just throw myself out there and just try to make business doing what I'm doing. I should learn some fucking uh management with myself you know i'm a mess dude (laughs) i'm a legit mess (laughs) i feel that man and sometimes it sucks because um i get so busy making other people's content where i forget to you know real like to create organically and have fun for myself because i'm too busy trying to chase that dollar expand the business or you know just making other people's content I, i forget about you know doing things for me and where it actually came from, you know, and having fun, you know, like doing this type of stuff. It's, it's fun. And I feel like the creative process is a lot smoother and open when you're just having fun rather than getting paid. As soon as there's a dollar mark on it, you know, like it's almost like the fun goes out the window, there's pressure and all that. So, um, kind of like like how I got started was, um, same scenario, just having fun, you know, you just carry a camera everywhere, point, you know, pointing at something that looks interesting and try to get a cool shot. Um, and then that eventually turned into, okay, now I upload that to Instagram. Someone sees that they're like, Oh, that's cool. You want to, you know, try something with me. And this is all free at the time, you know? And then eventually that's just starts snowballing into, okay, well now more people want this, more people want this. So you got to put a dollar on it because you're, essentially using all your free time now to, you know, create other people's content. So of course there's value. Now you got to, you know, make money off of it. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty how, weird. How I got into the social media management thing, uh, side of it is I was making just content and, and producing videos. However, the client, um, didn't know how to do the uploads nor, um, really engage or kind of just understand social media and how there's kind of like a, an algorithm and a, a schedule that you need to follow um, in order to like grow your, your uh, Instagram organically. So I just said, Hey, how about um, I'll take the videos that I'm making you and then I'll just upload them for you, you know? And then it kind of grew from there. And then other people saw my work of um, content being produced on this account. And they're like, Oh, I don't run my account very well. Can you do that with me too? So that's kind of how like I grew the social media management aspect of my business. And to be honest with you, man, it's, it's so much work. And I don't know if like I would want to really continue pursuing social media management because it's just, it's too overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. I feel like a, a lot of everything is a lot, is a lot of work. It's uh, especially, it's a lot of editing. It's a lot of just staying there, getting the shot right. And then interacting. It's uh, people don't understand that filming is, is a lot. It's a lot of work it is, man. and it's not just getting behind the camera and shooting something. It's you literally have to go back, go home, do all the color grading, do whatever. And the whole color grading thing on its own is a damn, it's a damn process, man. It's uh, it is. 
yeah i just i barely found out about that uh, i want to say uh, about three years no i'm lying i think it's maybe about five years ago on how to do it and the computer i was using at the time was like the weakest computer ever i had like a dell computer from 2009 i was trying to run up uh premiere on and i couldn't do anything with it and i ended up getting this stupid uh laptop i do everything off this dumb laptop i, w I wish i should would have been smart enough to get like a a pc you know a, a regular computer and uh what what i've learned is that it's a lot of work it's a lot of time it's a lot of you know just practice and error um there's a lot of things i still don't know how to do and um shit it's a lot of work yeah and but that's you know like we have a skill you know like when, when we make videos we have a skill so we see all of that time and we're we're the ones that are sacrificing that time to learn you know like these skills of uh you know color grading editing um when when you're out, when you, oh sorry about that man um it's all right when you're out there recording like do you have a idea you have in mind when before you get out there do you make a game plan and do you start uh let's say you have a mexican restaurant is there a style you're looking for are there colors you're looking for? Um, do you already have something planned in mind of uh, a way you're trying to do it? Or does the, the client already have something like, hey, I want something that looks like this? Uh, it seems like um, usually what I do when I – because a lot of my uh, work is like run and gun. Um, not a lot of planning. They leave that all up to me. And usually when I show up to a, a client or a job, I've never been there before. So there was absolutely zero planning. So I have to kind of go just on spur of the moment things of what I can see just, you know, in that moment of how can I make this look interesting? And usually I go through like steps in my brain. I kind of got to get into a zone. So that's why I, I like to work alone. Um, so I'm just kind of, I'm thinking to myself, analyzing the situation. How can I make this look cooler than what it is? Um, how do I make them stand out from like any other, you know, if it is a taco place, restaurant, um, just anything, how do I make their shit like just pop more than what it is sitting idly, you know, as we're looking at it as human beings. So that's what I'm thinking as of as I'm sitting here looking at this, analyzing, okay, how do I make this interesting? I got to see if there's processes, you know, because um, any any type of story is a beginning, middle, and an end. So I'm looking for any type of process. Is there someone in a kitchen, you know, they're cooking, so there's a process to that. So you got to get, you know, good footage of that. Anywhere there's um, some type of dynamic movement, I like to, you know, capture as well. So I'm looking for just anything that's interesting um, or anything that's kind of moving and has movement that will, like, kind of propel, like, the visual story that I'm gathering in my yeah. head in the moment. Yeah, it's what does it say that uh, you got to – what is the word for it? I guess propel to cut. Like, you got to have give reason why to cut the film. Yes, You know, yes. to cut to the next scene. So you always got to keep it in motion and keep it going. Um, do you have a favorite kind of look that you go for when you're shooting? Uh, me, I like to have everything look like a damn movie. That's what I always try to go for, make it cinematic. What kind of look do you go for, you know? Um, to be honest, yeah, I've seen some. I, I've seen your work, and I, I like the, you know, the cinematic. You, you always... Um you go with like a 50 mil or something with like a blurred bokeh back. See, I like the, I like having it just on a tripod. I don't like the gimbal. I love just having yeah, it on yeah. a tripod. I think, you know, everything has its time. But as far as like my look, I kind of like cinematic mixed with almost like. Always in motion. You're always moving. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of just like something moving and like 
almost I want to say like fast paced is kind of how I like it. Yeah, because that's pretty much what people see nowadays. They they don't want to see like the slow motion, the camera staying still, and just like a gloomy look. I guess that's what I go. I always end up doing. But you you keep your thing always in motion, always going. The cut is always you know the reason why for the cut, and it's like you said, it's following the story. If they're making a burrito, you have the rice, the beans, the tortilla, everything getting warmed up and you know and it coming together, showing what yeah. it is. And uh, what I what I like that you do is I like your cuts. I like how if uh, the one that actually I liked that was a lot, I was like, yo, that's pretty cool. Is I think it's the tamale one. And the lady, she gets the beans and she puts it on the plate. And then she, I think it was the, the beans or the masa. And she smears it. But you had the camera under some glass and you're looking up. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't I, I look at your videos. And I think that's the first time I've seen that on there. And I saw that one. And I, I like those simple little tricks because they're only like two seconds of footage. But you you catch on to that and it's like oh okay like but for the people who ain't looking for those shots it's like yo that's that's smart that's cool those are dope those are dope shots you know and that's, yeah i that's think cool. it's i i think of it kind of like as cooking you know um some people like things saltier spicier and i feel like that's how it is with you know like filmmaking and videos is you know you're more of a cinematic slow you know 24 frames per second um or oh, so you, know, you shoot like, at a higher frame rate I usually do like since I'm doing I'm dealing with a lot of food and running gun stuff. I I almost stay at sixty frames per second, oh, so okay. I have the option of slowing it down. Oh, okay. Um, but it's... if I do something more produced, I'll do twenty four frames per second just because I have more control over the shot. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like I, well, the only time I always shoot everything in twenty four. Um, I I know I should shoot you know, or usually I shoot at one twenty. But I know I should have shoot it. I should shoot in always in one twenty, like just like you said, because I might want to slow something down. I might want to. Yeah. And yeah, that's I know that's an amateur of me. Like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool to think of right now. But yeah, that's that's a smart thing, you know. But I but I always I want an option to always slow down. So that's why I'm never like stuck in twenty four frames per second unless it's on a tripod for sure. Then I know that you know the camera's not going to move the only reason why i keep it at 60 frames per second is like if i'm doing handheld i could smooth out jitters by slowing it down oh, a yeah. little bit you know because i i do like 85 90 percent of my work is all handheld i don't use a gimbal i don't use a tripod oh really it's it, yeah it's all hands and hand motion and body motion um so yeah like what uh, kind of camera are you shooting on uh right now like i'm shooting on a lumix s5 oh body. wow that's um, nice. But I just recently purchased the Lumix S1H, which is comparable to the Sony A7S III. It's the oh, wow, okay. Panasonic version. Oh, wow. Um, that's super nice. That's super cool. I And I used – I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go. You say, And you use what? Oh, okay. So I use like the, the higher-end camera for more like um, produced stuff to give me more of like a cinematic feel. And then when I'm doing like taco trucks or, or like running and gunning stuff in, in environments where it's not um, necessarily controlled, I'll use my S5. Oh, okay. Um, Cause that's like my, my just in case, camera. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I just dropped it the other day and it, I didn't feel as bad, you know? <laughs> All right. I used to, um, the first camera I ever bought was a Panasonic GH5. That's and a um, still. it's a dope ass camera. I, I bought that camera and um, I fell in love with it. I thought it was a super cool ass camera for what it was. I didn't know how to. I didn't understand that time uh, lenses. Still, I was still trying to figure it all out. And uh, I remember having a thirty millimeter prime lens. That's all I had. And I didn't know how to work it. I I was that photographer who was shooting everything on auto. 
and uh <clears throat> i didn't know how to even audio for my video so whenever i would go into a dark spot it would brighten up light spot darken up and then i thought to myself i gotta learn how to use this camera because i can't go be a photographer and shoot everything at auto so i went to youtube university learned everything there and then i bought myself a gh3 and um gh3 is a dope ass camera on its own i got stuck using the gh3 over to gh5 one day i was moving and somebody broke into my car and stole all my camera gear stole all my everything i had that I had to do with filming and Is this was this in riverside <laughs> yeah i was in riverside yep stole all my shit i was heartbroken i was sad because i was like yo some crackhead probably got my stuff and he doesn't even know what he has he has no idea. He knows what he has. And some somebody's going to get a hold of it, and it's going to get – I don't fucking know. I was so heartbroken. I went to Best Buy, went to go buy a, another one, and I want to say this is probably about uh, a year later. I went to go buy another camera. At the time, I think the 6500 just came out, the A65. And people were convincing me that the A65 was better than the GH5 because it's newer, I guess. Don't listen to the people at Best Buy. I got to tell you that. <laughs> For a couple hundred dollars more, I could have got the GH5 again, but I ended up getting the 6500. I love this camera, man. It's a sick-ass fucking camera. I also have the 6400, and I bought two 6400s for $800. Turned, wow. around, turned around and resold the other one. And, dude, as much as that GH5 is a dank-ass camera... The Panasonic's cool, but I don't know about these amp, these Sony these Sony cameras, man. They're fucking they're they're great. They're great ass cameras. But um, yeah, um, for sure they're the uh, they're the kings of the mirrorless video world. Yeah, honestly, dude. like I was thinking about hopping over to Sony before I bought the S one H, but being stubborn and not wanting to change and being you know in the Panasonic world for since the GH four. Oh, okay. I just, I just, I just stuck with it. So you had a what? What was your first camera? GH four. It was a G eighty five. Was the original uh, like one where I could change lenses or whatever that got me into um, using the actual camera. Oh shit! Sure. What got me in? What got me into videos was buying the iPhone ten, and I saw four K, and I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck is this, man?" I like. But my phone is making movies, you know, and I got really interested in yeah. videos. I, I shot my first music video on an iPhone S4, a 4S, an iPhone 4S. 4S. I remember I made a, a gimbal out of PVC pipe, and I had myself as ways I, as far as I can from the sensor. I made the beat on the phone. We recorded it off the phone, and we shot it off the iPhone. And that video is still on YouTube, and me and my cousin, we, we recorded it. People were hitting me up after that. And they're like, yo, that's a cool music video. What do you charge? And I was like, I'll charge you a hundred bucks. I pull out the iPhone and they're like, you're going to shoot it on an iPhone? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, dude, I have the 6S. I have the 7. What the fuck you mean you're going to shoot on a 4S? What, but, was the, what was the resolution at, the, when, at that time? On the it was 4S? a 1080. Like 1080. It was 1080. Oh, okay. Uh, and what it was was that uh, that camera at that moment, at that time, was like the best leap. It was like the, one of the biggest leaps they did from the 4 so from the 4 to the 4S was like a huge leap. I think the the had like a better processor. And uh, I shot that cam I shot it. And uh, I think I shot it in everything at 120. And I slowed it all down. Um, the hardest part was being on iMovie and lip syncing it all. 
Oh wow! And I don't. I honestly think I have only a few parts on there where it's lip syncing, but I end up only getting shots where you don't see him talking. Yeah. And uh, it was the most dumbest video I recorded, but still to this day I think it's the coolest one because I, I shot it off an off an iPhone, everything off an iPhone, and those iPhones are amazing. So when you when people would always tell me, oh, my iPhone shoots better than this. Oh, you can't shoot 8K. You can't shoot this. My iPhone shoots 4K. Um, iPhones are literally, uh, what is the word for it? They're stepping up their game. They're fucking, they're becoming amazing. I have, I, for sure, for sure. I've seen the, thir- the 13 and the 13, I think, shoots better than all my cameras put together. It does. It really does. And, um, but the unfortunate fact of that is if you show up to like a client shoot with just your phone, they don't take you as serious as if you showed up with like a rig or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I have, that's why I have one, a rig. I made it into a rig so I could look more professional. I know. So like I bought a rig just so like I could show up on that first day with the client. And then after that I bring my phone. Oh really? (laughs) No, no, sometimes it was worked like that, but. Oh um, man. Just to win that client over, I'll bring the the professional rig, and then after that, it's all phone content from there. Yeah, that's why I have. Uh, that's why when I got the sixty four, I was excited because there's times I wanted to take pictures. I'm taking pictures with a big ass rig, and I'm yeah. like, okay, I need a second a secondary f- camera. But yeah, when you show up with your camera and your light, they're like, oh, okay. But when you show up with that damn rig, and they see that big ass battery in the back, they're like, okay, this guy means business. And uh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I've actually gotten a few jobs doing that, but um. Overall, it's not good. It's it sucks when you have to take it out of the rig to put it on the gimbal and all that stuff. Do you even have it? Do you have a gimbal? It does. Yeah, I just actually used the gimbal yesterday at a shoot. Um, but I only oh, use yeah, it right, yeah. honestly if like I'm walking or I need to track someone that's walking. Is oh, okay. when I use a gimbal in scenarios such as weddings and stuff like that, which I'm not a big fan of doing. Oh, um, you don't like shooting? I've never shot a wedding. I would like to shoot uh, a wedding. It's it's not my like my preferred method of uh, shooting. It's just a lot of pressure. You only got like one shot on for everything. Any, yeah. You know, yeah. I, um, I feel like a wedding would be a two man job. They cover what you for miss. sure. I, I think the reason why like I, it's left a bad taste in my mouth is just because I've always just been a solo shooter, and it is like you know a mountain of a a shooting to do by by yourself. Yeah, man. It's um. It's, a, it's always a lot of pressure shoot, I, for me to shoot any video because uh, 99% of the time, they don't like what you shoot. They're always kind of, oh, can you do this a little bit a little bit more? And just like I was telling you earlier is they don't understand what goes into making that video. They may see something they may see something and you're like, hey, that's that's special effects. That's uh, that's somebody using Blender and all these different um, special effects things. And I'm I don't do that, you know, and they're like. Well, can you just do that? Can you like clients don't really know, like you said, they don't really know what goes into making a damn video. No, they don't. And uh, like I'm, I, it's it's total like learning process. I'm not like this experienced um, filmmaker or like seasoned veteran of of it by any means. But but what got like, you? Into I'm filming? still. Uh, okay. I was a musician um, playing music because that's kind of how you know. I remember reaching out to you and asking for a music video. Um, oh, so you just started a video to... that recently? Uh, I would say within the last two, less than three years, yeah. Oh, shit. Um, then you must really, damn, that's a fuck, that's passion, passion, man. That's cool as hell. <laughs> um, but I wanted to shoot my own music video because uh, I hit up this videographer that was kind of in my area at the time. 
and I asked them, I'm like, hey man, how much did you charge for this uh, music video? I just recorded this song, and um, I need, I wanted a music video. And he's like, 500 bucks. And I'm like, damn, and it was just so expensive to me at the time. You know, I was like, I don't want to pay that. You know, like I figured, I, I knew this guy personally, and he was a stoner. And I'm like, I could do anything that he's doing, you know, like with the camera. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, I never paid the $500. I ended up getting like an iPhone 10 or an X and I saw the 4k quality on that. And that really interested me because I had another friend that bought a GoPro that had 4k on it. And he's all like, Oh, you could shoot a music video with this. So that's kind of how I got this whole idea of shooting my own music video in my head. Um, and then I started just practicing. Um, I bought like a little phone gimbal and just started practicing shooting. And I, and I just started seeing like, wow, this is kind of fun and, you know, to like visually storytell. And so I um, started accumulating gear, practicing. People wanted videos from me. I started charging, started making like a side hustle, eventually turned into a business. And then come to find out um, I can't shoot myself. I, could, I couldn't even shoot my own music video if I wanted to. And I, I didn't even think about that when I started doing videos. Um, <laughs> and now I just gave up on music and now I just shoot people's videos. Yeah, that's that's always been my problem is uh, I have so many ideas, but I'm like, I don't have no one to act in my stuff or I have no one to do this or I have no one to film. I guess I'll do it myself. My slogan's always, yes, if you want yeah. it done right, you got to do it yourself. And I have tried so many ideas on how to shoot myself, put the camera up a certain way. Um, I have a, a dolly, so I would literally put the camera on, a, well, a camera slider, you know? And I would put it on one side and I would tighten it so, so loose where the camera just slides down on its own and it dollies on its own. And it's so <laughs> damn, it's, it's that's, so, that's crazy. it's so hard to even do stuff. Like I was trying to do a, a scene of me twice without, before I knew how to use the green screen, before I knew how to uh, edit anything on the iPhone and I would have to do it on the, on, well not on the iPhone, edit on the computer, I would do an iPhone. I would literally stand in front of mirrors and try to make myself look like I'm a double person. Um, even if I had to yeah, have, I saw, that, I saw that on Instagram one time. You were trying to do like a, a behind the sh behind the shoulder shot. Yeah. So well, that one right there, the that one right there, I learned how to. I was figuring out how to hide the camera. You know, trying to use a what is it? A cropping it all out and a masking yeah. it out. But um, before I even did all that, I was trying to. I was literally wear. I wear a sweater on one side and just act like I on one side. Did you see the the sweater? The other side, you don't see it. So it looked like two different people in a mirror. And. uh I would never go anywhere. I think it just came down to I was always trying to get a bunch of cool shots, and uh, it's hard to shoot. But it's hard to shoot yourself because ninety nine percent of everything's going to be static shots. And uh, oh, for sure. And yeah, like the no movement is what always drew me off from like shooting yourself or whatever. But I remember when um, we were talking about doing a music video, you specifically said like, "Here, I, I'll shoot a music video for free, but the only stipulation is I want it." all tripod which i was cool with um oh yeah okay so so what i what i what i was doing with that i thought for in the, in the area we were going to be at i thought it would be cool to have everything like a painting yeah and the shots are static but everything else will be will be, you know you'll be moving throughout of it but not like physically but you know how they have those uh it's like i feel like it's a, a white stripe music video where they're just moving around bouncing around you know. Yeah. Also, also when you do just all static shots, it's um, it's more of a composition thing, and yeah. you get creative with you know how you're framing things, which I feel like. I yeah, feel that's like why I say a painting. Gimbal, you know. Though, when you were saying like those music video guys wanted to be on a gimbal, and yeah, it's more dynamic and fast and cool, but 
I feel like to do something different now is to be static, is to be on a tripod yeah. and get creative with your composition rather than, you know, going in and out of these like rap video type shots. That's why Kendrick Lamar um, always has the best music videos. I, I don't think I've ever seen one of his. You never seen videos. one of his? He uh, at uh, one point he had the stat. I think it's uh, the humble music video. He's in a he's in the L.A. River and uh, they must have used a, a camera. What is it? The, the tracks, you know, keeps it all going, whatever. And uh, they when he was shooting it, it looks it looks like a bunch of different shots that are stitched together. And the camera moves in, the camera moves out. I think it's multiple cameras they're doing. Have you seen how they did the 300 shot where one's shot on a telephoto and one shot on a wide? So that's why when uh, Leonidas and them are hitting the people, it zooms in and out without cutting. Have you seen that shot? Uh-uh. Well, it's, it's a two-camera setup. One camera is zoomed in all the way, and maybe it's a shot on a 50 millimeter. The other camera shot maybe on a 11, 12, a wider shot, wider angle. And they're not interfering with each other, but they're looking at the same subject. And as the motion tracks, the camera zooms in and out without it, without it looking like a, a zoom-in shot. It's more of like a cut to another shot, but you don't see the cut. It, uh, huh. I'm gonna have to look. It. Yeah, you have to look a, it up. A, it's it's kind of it's kind of a, a little. Um, I don't even technique? know. You just gotta look it up, like the Zack Snyder, you know, the 300 Zack Snyder, you know, shot. I don't damn know, but uh, it's pretty dope. And uh, Kendrick Lamar, he does that in his music video, and a lot of people would would say like, hey, like, how do you do that shot? How do you get that shot? And uh, on Reddit, there were so many people talking about trying to figure it out, and I think that's what it came down to was it was like that Zack Snyder thing. Or even they had the 360 camera video, and he was looked like he was on a little world, riding a bike or some shit. But he does he has a lot of cool ass shots and a lot of cool ass visual visuals of uh, all the heads on fire. Have you seen that shot? Uh uh-uh. You haven't seen that? Oh, but yeah, there's a I feel like him. He has a lot of music cool ass ideas. He steps out a little bit and he makes his videos unique. You don't hear people talking about music videos nowadays. You don't hear him talking about, hey, man, have you seen that music video? He does this. He does that. It's they're all they all look the same. I guess uh, we've kind of we've kind of like evolved into this, like almost phone filmmaking world, you know, like everyone's just staring at their phone of like 15 second content. Yeah, that's that sucks that (laughs) it it sucks because me, I, I, I feel like I just discovered film again and I I just don't have that. I don't have that, that, uh, it's not the passion. I just don't have to drive for it anymore. I feel like I'm just tired of it. I'm just this. And that's why I want to the drive, the drive for what film or, uh, um, I feel like I, I just given up on myself, but I know I shouldn't be like that. Cause I have, I have the ideas. I have the thing. It's just so hard for me nowadays to just get myself in the mode to be a film, a filmer again, a filmographer. And that's why I started doing the podcasting. Cause I talk to people all the time. And just setting up my camera right now was was a little difficult because I was just kind of uh, I just didn't want to do it. You know what I mean? I just I wanted to. Yeah, uh, I get I get like that, too. Um, But you got to kind of find something new to enjoy again. You know, like if if you've always set up your camera, let's just say. You you extend the tripod with the right foot first, dude. You got to try something different and extend it from you know like the left. You know you get you got to implement like a new technique that interests you. You know for me right now, it's lighting, dude. Like lighting has um, made me so much more interested in, in in doing videos because now I get to shape light. I get to play yeah. with light, and they're more, it's more yeah, dynamic. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I before I was always this poor broke kid or broke dude that, you know, didn't really have money to spend on like lights and I was like, I'll never buy lighting. Like why would I spend a thousand dollars on a light? You know? Um and now I'm like I could see why that makes sense because it makes the image much better than um what it what it what it would be, you know, like you could take a cheap camera and put like good lighting and it looks like pro. Really, that, yeah, hell yeah. And that's what that's why when I shot in the 4S, I think it, the lighting of everything was so perfect that day and it just gave that look and it made it feel a lot good, like a lot nicer to look at. It wasn't so it was more visual appealing. It's cuz light does a lot for a camera. So to go back onto um what you were saying about like how it's kind of a, a chore to do the the filmmaking or you know doing videos um just find something kind of new like a new technique if it's if you see something like that kendrick lamar video or whatever try to figure it out you know like bring something new into what feels like it's dead and i feel like that would just rejuvenate your your drive you know yeah that's why um because at one point i was trying to shoot myself a documentary series I was trying to shoot myself this little documentary series. And I, what I was going to do was I had a bunch of drone shots out and it was just of me running. I would go out and go for a run. And when I would run, I wore the same outfit all the time because I would just get so much drone shots. I have so much drone footage. <laughs> I have so much drone footage of me just running through Arkansas. And the goal was, was I was just going to make a cool ass video and I was going to splice it with my documentary st- style look and um, just what I do throughout the day. And yeah. It was so hard, and I felt, I guess I felt awkward that I'm this dude out there by myself with a camera, and I'm, I'm running past it, and I just don't know how to get out of that awkwardness and feel like uh, I'm on the spot. I've, I always feel like I'm, I'm more comfortable behind the camera than sitting sit in front of the camera. Yeah, for sure, but, you know, like, if, if all we have is ourselves, like we talked about before, I mean, you kind of got to be in, in, in front of the camera, you know, if you want to. You know, for instance, if you're running or whatever and you want to film like a cool sequence of that, you have to be your own subject because you already have that story of what you want to do. So you have to be the actor, you know? Yeah. And a lot of the cool stuff I want to do, it always has motion. And as much as I want to be on the on the tripod, I think I'm better on the tripod to shoot other people. But for me, I'm like, that's the only way it would work. But I want motion. I want my, I want my video to look cool, you know? <laughs> so I, I, I think I always just get that imposter syndrome where I start doing something and I get so far into it. And I tell myself like, what am I doing? You ain't, you ain't, this ain't who you are. Like, just stop. You're dumb. You ain't getting anywhere. And I literally lose interest in a lot of my, my projects I do. Like I have paintings that I haven't finished yet because I tell myself if I finish them, then I'm done. So, so I, I feel like I have a lot of that imposter syndrome where I, I don't feel like who I am when I should be. And, uh, film, 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 I feel like that's just like a creative, like a, a creative person's um, disease, you know, like like a writer's block type thing where we will convince ourselves that it's not good enough. You know, like that's why we always strive to perfect our craft or, or, or you know, oh, and definitely. we're just we're always just full of like ideas to where we're it's almost like we're never really present. You know, like I feel like for me personally, like relationships suffer, stuff like that, because I'm never necessarily present in that moment per se, because I'm too busy thinking of like all these ideas and and things that I want to complete. And then, you know, when it goes to the action portion of it and getting it done, I sometimes 
it happens to me too. You know, like I'll film myself and then all of a sudden, boom, self-criticism and insecurity pops up. And I'm like, this is stupid. People are going to judge me. Um, but it's kind of like a practice where you got to turn that off and, you know, you got to complete those, like those little projects, because once you do, you're, you're eliminating, you know, like all that space for like new ideas to come. Yeah. yeah, The more projects, the more, the more projects you start, the more it almost becomes like weight on your shoulders. And, and then you just become bogged down by like procrastination of not finishing nothing. It's like a bad habit. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I have. It's literally, I literally have a bad habit. I don't, I'm a very big perfectionist. I, this podcast, I've been wanting to do it for months. When me and my girlfriend moved out here together, we, um, we talked about, Hey, we should start a podcast and talk about what we do, you know, from how, how, what's like living in Arkansas to California, us going out to cool places. And it just fell through. Like we were, we were both just kind of like, eh, we don't want to do it. <clears throat> Plus I was, I, I wanted to make it super perfect. I wanted to have the coolest microphones. I wanted to get the arm. I wanted to do everything so perfect. I wanted the sound to be crisp. Are you, are you talking about the arm that holds the mic? Yeah. <laughs> no, I wanted I wanted everything to be perfect. And yeah. that was that. A few days a few days ago, uh, I want to say about 2 3 weeks ago, I went out and I saw a friend and I used to work with and she tells me, "Hey, you know how she's doing?" And she goes, "Hey, I just started a podcast and it's doing well." And I was like, Turn my shit right back on. I was like, wait, you started, you have a podcast? And the lady, she's the sweetest lady. And it just got my, my gears all going again. Because for the longest time, I had uh, creative anxiety. I wanted to shoot video. Yeah. I, I ended up buying this stupid model car because I wanted to do something different. And I got this model car and whatever. But I'm talking to this lady, and she's saying that she has a podcast and it's doing well. So me being me, I was like, let me go check this shit out. Let me see what the hell she's talking about. I go onto her thing. I find it. And she's talking to about a guy about making backpacks. And I was thinking to myself, like, yo, if, if she can do it, I can do that shit. I immediately got home and I started looking up stuff, looking up cameras, looking up, not cameras, looking up microphones, looking up all this stuff to make it super dope and setting my eyes on stuff. And I go, hold on, hold on. I'm just going to plug in my microphone to my computer, do it to Audacity. I'm going to use my filming microphone and I'm just going to talk. And I ended up making my first podcast. And that was that. After that, I felt good. I was like, you know what? I can do this shit. Yeah, this is easy. I just, I I just, I I just got to stop trying to be so perfect about it. And that's what controls me a lot is I'll start making a video and I want to start perfecting it. And then I'll give up on it, move on with something else. And I never finish anything because I, I'm such a perfectionist. I don't, I'm afraid to start stuff. But we don't we can't really accomplish anything if we don't literally get out there and work and stop trying to make it perfect. Just do it. Yeah, I think perfection is like another form of procrastination, honestly. And it's like all driven by fear um, because we want it to be perfect because it's going to shatter our ego if it isn't perfect, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm the same way, dude. Like uh, and it's, it's very hindering and exhausting because uh, trying to perfect things so when I should just say that's good enough and move on to the next project or thing, I'm already exhausted myself trying to perfect what I'm at right now. So I, 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 I suffer from like burnout sometimes where I'm like, I can't, I got to just like stop doing everything because I'm just so burnt out trying to perfect things. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I feel like there is like a positivity to that because we do get better at what, at what we do. But the, the negative side of it is like, we, don't start it because to us we're like oh my god it's gonna be it's got to be perfect so there's like this mountain to climb you know yeah um 
for you in the situation, like I need to get that like $500 mic arm, you know, those sure SN Bs or whatever. (laughs) Um, and I was the same way, you know, like I started gear collecting and sometimes I get like that, you know, even with filmmaking stuff. Um, and I, I, I watch endless YouTube videos of people always saying too, like, don't worry about what gear, you know, just go with what you have right now. And yeah. And I was like, well, that's easy to say when you're not shooting on a fucking phone, you know, or, (laughs) or just like, I, I, even with music or whatever, I was like, um, I'll, I'll start recording my own music when I have like a professional studio or or better microphones and stuff. And, and again, the YouTube videos are like, you, you already have what you need right now. Just do it. And, um, yeah. And I feel like watching you grow and, you know, being part of this podcast is, is wonderful because it's, it's so motivating to me to see because, um, like I've, I've seen you grow and to me as an outsider, I can watch you and you're, and you're taking these, these steps, which I know are difficult. Like oh, they you really got are. all, you got all this shit together. You like, you know, you're on Spotify now, dude, like within like, <laughs> That's a little funny, bit huh? of time. I was like, damn, and he's got like a, he's got like his logo, he's got his like photo, you know, like he's he's like branded out. And I'm like, yeah, like to me, that's admirable because you're taking action, dude. And it doesn't matter what kind of action it is. You're doing something, you know, like it's those those few steps into the, into the future towards the right direction. You know, you could be the next Joe Rogan and you're already closer to it because you started. Exactly. And you know what, honestly, you know what honestly got me into all that to, to, to got into the point of just doing shit was running. Dog. for sure dude for that, sure. that right there has literally changed my entire life of running is yeah i i always tell myself dude if i can run i can go up, get up and do this that's why when i was doing the podcast and i wanted to get all this cool ass equipment it just it just clicked into me i haven't i should do the filming now because you know i should just should i stop being a little fucking baby about it but yeah dude running literally changed my entire way of thinking and my entire lifestyle of how i live and I need, yeah. I got, honestly, I need to get back into it. I do the walking on the treadmill and, uh, it's so awful. My 30, my, I was jump, I was getting so close to 30 minute 5Ks and now they're an hour 5K on a damn treadmill. And it's, dude, it's so depressing. It's depressing as hell. In, in my experience of like the whole running thing, um, tr- it, trying to perfect that shit too into the 5K and a half hour is also, I think, a form of kind of, where we get frustrated and then we're easier to, like we'll give up on it easier because we're not perfecting a, a 30 minute 5k when in fact even a 36 minute 5k is is phenomenal you yeah. know what i'm saying like but we're so dead set on like oh it's got to be perfect otherwise i don't want to do it i'm a failure you know like that's that's some that's some like um some sh- pre-programming that we learned as kids or something you know yeah and that's that, that's why when i when i was running it was always like I I just couldn't stop any single time of um, something telling me I can I can get 36. OK, I'll get 36. And I was like, I can do if I can do 36, I can do 35. And I was working my way so down like that. Sh- Running had me no blockage, man. Like there was literally yeah. no I felt like there was no stopping me. Like literally there was no stopping me. I felt like I could do everything. And. Um, dude, I'm sure you know it, man. Walking, running would change your entire life. It's amazing. It re- it really did. Um, I mean, it really does. And I'm completely at when people ask me, like, why do you like running so much? It's not necessarily the um, it's like physical. mental clarity. Yeah, it's like it gets rid of something in my head. 
but I, I, I think I've concluded it because I'll run because, dude, it's uncomfortable. Like, I'm not sitting there running, you know, like after mile three and I'm like, you know what? I'm really in a lot of comfort right now. <laughs> it's not that. It's more of I'm telling that that thing in my head like, hey, you're not going to fucking tell me what to do right now. So I'm going to run, you know, like because when I'm running, dude, my body's like, hey, just stop. Take a take a take a breather, you exactly. know, just, just take it easy. Um, and that's that's all ego, dude. And that's like running what running does for me is it lets me have control of like telling that fucking voice in my head. Hey, no, I'm going to go run and be uncomfortable. Yeah. You don't, you don't fucking dictate what I do today. And I feel like when you start your day off with that and you continually like exercise that, you know, that muscle of like forcing yourself yep. out of bed and doing uncomfortable stuff, it, it, it like brings you to this like whole other like world of uh, consciousness of, uh, I don't know how to describe it. You know, like you have mental clarity, you're more creative because you're not bogged down by just like all this other shit. Yeah. You feel good. Yeah. I feel like running just totally gets rid of all that. Yeah. And for the longest time when like, okay, what got you into running? I want to ask you that. Why did you start running? Um, Okay. The reason why I started running is I, okay. I smoked cigarettes at the time and I was kind of like gaining weight and I wanted to be in shape. So, um, I start. I was, I was with a girl at the time and we would go run and this is like at the very tail end of our, uh, our relationship and we broke up and I got mad at her because she, um, we had like a, a running schedule and she kind of bailed on it. And I was all like, that kind of upset me because I was so determined and I felt like I needed like, um, a partner in order to run or yeah. something at that time. Um, so I was really upset, but I continued um, pushing on. And the reason why I ran is like, anytime I ran, I didn't want to smoke a cigarette. So I was like, okay, my lungs hurt when I run and I don't want to smoke a cigarette. So I'm, anytime I want to smoke a cigarette, I'm going to go run. Oh, that's good. So I would want to smoke. That's dope. Yeah. So I'd, I would want to smoke a cigarette. Okay. I'm going to go run until it hurts my lungs again. And I did that eventually until, um, I stopped thinking about cigarettes. Um, and then, you know, the relationship with the ex ended, which motivated me to run even more because I was so sad in some sick way. I wanted to make myself suffer more Yeah. by, by running and I would just sit there and run and keep running. And then I don't know if it was like adrenaline, but it would make me cry yeah. and I would be out there like crying in the middle of the street. I put my sunglasses on. I'm like listening to like all this emotional music as I'm running and I'm hyperventilating and crying. It was just, it was just like these, uh, I don't know, trance, like these, these moments that like transformed my mind or something. I don't know if it was like healing or something, but so I would just continue chasing almost like that high because I just kept feeling better the more I did it. Yeah. In the moment it was difficult and it sucked, but it just felt better afterwards. Like the sustainability of a good mood lasted more through the week than, um, than what, what I would get from just like being on Netflix or something. I, I, I was laughing at shit by myself and just naturally happy that I've never felt before from, you know, anything. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's pretty funny that you bring that up. Cause yeah, it's, uh, when, when I started running myself, I literally started feeling so much better. Um, what got me into running was I remember one day I wake up and it was like one of those Forrest Gump things, you know, like fucking just something told you to start running. And I was yeah. running for the longest time in uh, work shoes. 
I think they were some Skechers work shoes and um, I would run all the time. And then I remember when I would see you see do your running and I was like, hey, this guy's been running for a long time and he has a he's doing a mile in almost 30 minutes. He's doing a what is it? Uh, what? Uh, three miles in, in almost 30, like almost under 30 minutes. And yes. I would look at it and I would say, I can do that. And I would <laughs> I would literally, man race you every single time when I, when I would see you post a thing i was like okay put a timer on my phone and run and i would say i could do that shit running ain't that hard running ain't that bad running is the worst thing in the damn world i hate running and i realized that day those days when i would get out there all the time and try to beat your numbers that running is hard as hell i will I, I, it, I it really is i i had i had nobody else to 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 look at who was running when I wanted to start running, I didn't I didn't want to go through Instagram and like not have any kind of people who don't run. I saw that me and you, we we uh, we have similar interests and things. And then when I saw that you're running, I was like, OK, all I got to do is beat him. That's literally all it was was, OK, he he, he gets out there and he does it. I just got to get out there and beat you. That's why when I, we got into that Nike running club, man, I was so competitive with that shit. I am the biggest quitter in the world. And I liked I would like to just go on my thing. And see that you're running. And then there was days when I wouldn't run all day. And then you just pop up. Oh, Jason's just getting done with the race. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, I got to get up and run. And whoever I was with was like, "What's what happened? What's going on? And I'm, I'm getting in a hurry, putting my shoes on. I was like, dude, this guy just got like a mile more than me. And he, they're like, what? I was like, I'll be back in like three miles. I'll be back in like, an, in like 20 minutes. And I'll go get that mile. Because I did not want to be at the bottom. For the first time, I, I legit was obsessed with that shit i was obsessed with running and i still am i think about it all the time i have my running shoes here it's just i haven't had the chance to i'm lying i've been too damn lazy to get out there and run i've been such a damn baby so i've been so comfortable my shin splints are gone my legs feel good and i like the way it feels i don't want my legs to hurt no more that's why i haven't ran and dog, I I miss that shit. I miss like, getting out there and running. That felt it feels good. I just need to do it. Yeah, it's just like everything else, man. Like consistency is where you start shining, you know, with with running. It becomes easier, you know, when you're consistently doing it. But getting back out there is like the hardest the hardest part. For me right now is like the dieting part of it. Like I'm editing and sitting on my ass a lot more. And in like this month I've just been so busy with work that I haven't been running daily like I should be either. Which is, again, like a fucking excuse. I could do like less social media yeah. and, and, you know, go out there and run for an hour or something like that. But I don't because I'm choosing to just save my energy for my mentalness of having to edit or, you know, whatever I need. But it's just completely an excuse. And I, I, I'm starting to realize, you know, like a diet is really important because when I'm eating shit food, I notice that that shit food tells my brain, hey, you don't need to run. And yeah. it's just it's some weird connection there. Yeah, definitely. I that's one of the things that I've literally been working on myself is I cut out all bread. I don't eat any kind of uh bread kind of stuff. I don't eat sandwiches, I don't eat burgers. I I just kind of limit myself in those kind of things. Fried foods, foods, everything I make is in the air fryer or on my stove. I literally been I don't eat out no more. I eat everything at home. Uh I eat a salad every day. I try to stay healthy and the only thing I still don't want to do is run because running is hard, man. I, those times you would text me and you would, I would see them and I wouldn't want to open them. And I could, I could read them. I can read those shits. And I'm like, dude, I don't, 
if I open them, I have to, I have to acknowledge that I don't run. And, and it, it's been, it's, it's literally been about, uh, since November 20, since November, like 16th, I haven't ran. I walk every day, but I haven't ran. I haven't got out there and I haven't ran. And I, when, when I, cause I got hit by a dumbass car and when, and after that, I've told myself my legs don't work. So my arms could work. So I've been doing upper body work and dude, I just running is hard as hell. That's all it is. And I don't want to do it. I don't want to be in pain anymore. I don't want to go through that shit. And, but it's good. Pain and suffering is good. It is. And I've noticed that my shins are tender and sore no matter what. I could just brush my shin against like the, oh, um, like the frame of anything, just brush it. And it's like, ow, it hurts just constantly. And I think that's just from running all the time. Yeah. My, um, my, my legs, when I was at my worst, at my worst, I would, um, I would get up in the morning and they would be swollen. My feet would be swollen and my shins were, you can, you can see a bunch of little tiny bumps on them, like tiny, tiny, tiny little. And, uh, I, I would get up, I would take an, I, I would take all my medication, not my medication, my vitamins and stuff. And then I would take a 800 milligram ibuprofen so I could get comfortable and I can feel good to go out and run. Once I get out about halfway to wherever I'm going, I'll take another ibuprofen so I could run back. And it was awful. It was ridiculous. I think about three or four days before I, I was hit by the car, I ran, a, uh, I think, 16 miles. I think I did a 16. I don't know. Maybe more. Maybe less. And I came home and my legs were dead. My legs were on fire. My legs felt so awful. I, I, when I got hit by the car, I, all I said was, thank you, God. <laughs> I don't, you gave me a break. You gave me the biggest <laughs> excuse to get a break because my legs were awful. They were terrible. I couldn't walk. I couldn't stand up. And I was on my legs every day, all day long. I didn't have a couch in my house because I didn't allow myself to relax on my couch. Because I said, if I get a couch... I want to come home and I want to sit down. So I didn't have no damn couch. I wouldn't eat dinner unless I ran. I had so many stipulations to me getting out there every day and running. And, dude, that's, it controlled my life. Running controlled my life for like a, I think like three, what, since September. <clears throat> since September, running has controlled my life. September, October, November, two months. I felt like I was, I found a, like I was on heroin or something, dude. Like I was, like, yeah. I was the biggest drug addict on that shit. The biggest drug addict. I go to work. And I would try to get everybody to get out there and run. I tell my mom. Yeah. I tell my mom, like, yo, like, what are you doing? Oh, I woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning. What, what were you doing at 4 o'clock in the morning? Oh, nothing. I was just like, get your ass up and go run, mom. Oh, well, every excuse. And I tell everybody, run. Anybody who meets me, I always tell my run. And then they give me the dumb excuse of, oh, well, whatever, whatever. And I tell them, you know, you know what? I ran, a I ran a marathon with three weeks of training. And if I can do that, I'm not – Dude, I haven't ran since high school. I haven't ran since I'm not a runner. And I tell him, if I could do that, you can do that. I could I could give myself any excuse to, to not become a runner. You guys can do that shit. And dude, it's it's life changing. It's it feels good. It feels great. I think running is what everybody needs to get out there and do. When I when I ran the marathon, I used to think to myself, human we have lost humanity people like there's no people who are nice but when you're out there running runners are such the nicest people you're going to come across they'll always sure. encourage they'll always encourage you whenever you feel down uh, i don't know if you ever got into any running competitions and no uh, i haven't dude um, not yet. you got to do that 
get out there and like do a 5k do the 10k dude just do a damn uh, I, feel like, a full I, feel, marathon. I feel like the 5ks and 10ks would be all right people are like try a marathon and i'm like dude when i after i just do like a voluntary like six miles i'm like i couldn't imagine doing this like four more times in the same day For, dude <laughs> you when, know? When, when i ran the um, marathon the marathon was the furthest i ran since day i only ran uh six miles one time when i was running before the marathon that's it i ran five i ran three point i ran 3.2 miles every day but six miles was the longest i ran and it's it's funny that you mentioned the um uh people are different when they run and stuff like that i noticed that um since i live over are you familiar with newport beach over here in orange county um yeah so i i go to like the back bay area usually to run because it's like a good open trail because I, I love running outside and uh like I, I prefer outside running more than I do like gym indoor oh, it's awful. just cause it feels like an adventure. Um, but I noticed that like I, 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 when, before I started running, like I wanted to really improve my life. Like I wanted the running to change me and I, I let it change me by, I wanted to do things what rich people do, you know, like I, <laughs> what are they doing? You know, like, and I noticed like they're out there at five, six in the morning running, exercising before they have to go to their, you know, yeah, their uh, their job or their career or whatever. Um, so I would I was like I gotta surround myself with like that those mindset mi- mindseted people, and I was like I could start by you know going to going and running where they run you know, and I noticed that there's like different classes of people you know like those more successful ones start earlier, then there's like you know like the less successful. Not I'm not saying like poor, but just like different groups from like okay, there's five to like five in the morning to six. There's this group, then there's you know like just yeah. different levels of intensity. Um, it's like the more you want it, you're at the yeah, exactly. And and I and I notice like, because I I think of it as like almost like a meditation when I'm when I'm out there running. I'm just kind of like like acknowledging things, analyzing things, taking things in. And I've I've noticed you know just running, people are like, hey, how's it going? And you know when you're out there in the world that's just full of you know frustration, anger, no patience. Everyone's like, get the fuck away from me. But when you're out yeah. there free and running, people are like, oh, hey, how's it going? You know. Um, and that's like I, I see that and I'm like I want that I want I want what they have so I'm willing to do what they're doing to get it you know oh definitely um, and that, yeah that's kind of like what always draws me to running but I'm the same way where if I fall into like this hole or this slump of laziness it's hard for me to get back out there so what entices me is it sounds dumb but it's like how can I make a cool like Instagram story post of my run right now. Yeah. So when I'm running, running, it like distracts me as I'm like running and I see like this cool scenery. I'm like, okay, I can get a cool angle on my way back. You know, like I'm going to get a shot right there. I'm going to set my phone up and just get a shot of me running past here. So I just start like looking for like a story as I'm running to distract me from the actual run itself. Plus I'm listening to some music, which is kind of getting me into zone. But I kid you not, man, when I'm running, all these like creative ideas start coming, like even with like life and stuff like that. So um, I always just try to like, I don't know, harness the energy of like creativity when I'm running as well. You know, like I'll, I'll pray, I'll think of creative ideas and just be creative in the moment as well. Yo, that's, that's super dope, man. That's super dope. Cause I, like, I feel like I didn't waste my time running, but I would run and I would just blank out. I when I would when I was running, I would pray as soon as I got out there and ran. I would pray as soon as I'm, I'm I started off, and then after that my brain shut off, and I wouldn't think of anything. I sometimes I would listen to a book, 
but I wouldn't listen to no music and I just get out there and just run. And, uh, I, I always felt to myself that I, I'm, I'm, I don't know why I would run. I would just get out there and I'm just, just me by myself. I don't think about nobody. I don't think about anything. I think about me and that's it. I, 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 I don't know what, I don't know. I I don't know what it was. I I was into it. It's therapeutic and healing. Yeah. It's almost like a sense of peace, you know? Yeah. And I, it was just me out there. I, when I tell you, I became obsessed with it. I was obsessed. I have never been that obsessed with anything in my entire life. In my entire, I have never been like that. And that's why just me talking about it right now, my legs are getting jittery because I'm getting. So like, can you, can you like healthily go back to running without obsessing over it? Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure I can. I'm sure I can. But what, what, what I enjoyed about it and what I know what will get me, it will put me in back into a mode of just wanting to just do things. And I know that obsession of, of the obsession about it was good for me because it just had me just just on a, on the track on just trying to be successful um at the time I, when i was running like hardcore i was legit working the two jobs running doing everything else on the side and i would run in the morning i would run out um after work i would run at the gym and dude i was it was obsessed but it felt so good it felt right like i was so calm i was so relaxed and since I stopped running, with it's almost been a month, and I feel like my life is in chaos right now. I I can't even go to the store without panicking. I, I'm like, dude, I just need to go in here and get out. I stay in my house. I feel like I'm locked up sometimes, uh, and I just I feel I feel like my world is shooken up. I go to the gym and I walk in the gym and I feel like I'm in, institutionalized. You know what I mean? I don't get out yeah. there anymore. Like when I was running, that's when I was out into the streets. I would feel the air. I would do. I just need to get out more. And that's what so I, so what's what's holding you back? Oh, just me, literally me, me not lazy wanting to, me not wanting to do it. That's literally me, just me not wanting to get out there and do it, just being lazy. That's the honest, the biggest thing is I go to the gym and I walk past those treadmills and I'm like shit, man. Like okay, let me just do it. I walk on them, I do the hour. I don't ever put on my uh, my Fitbit because it always like it always gives me the wrong. Uh, uh, things. If I'm only in there for um, seven point five miles, well, what point seven five? It'll count as a mile, so it gives me extra time. And I always say that's yeah. cheating. It, uh, to me, it's a cheater. So I take that off, and I'll do my hour, and then I'm like, that's all I need. I'm good. I did a five k. I'm great. We're good. We're alive. But I'm. I got so content with one hour, one hour running. That's all I need, and. That's Honestly, like a thousand calories, bro. That's like a that's a lot. Like, I mean, it's it's good, but like, that's running... moving slow as hell, man. Oh, I thought you were running for an hour. No, I'm, like, I'm, oh. I'm 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 walking. I'm walking for an hour. <laughs> no, that's that's. Yeah, that's, I, that's I got great it. I, too. I was pretty excited for a second. I was like, that's a thousand calories, dude. When I was running, I was running for like, I don't even know, man. It was so dope. It was like the greatest feeling at the time. It sucked. But when I was when I came home and even me looking back at it now, I felt so good. I felt so happy. I just wanted to be the happiest guy in the world. I was in a in a shitty situation and I felt happy. You know, I felt really good. And I feel like it's because like it's something that we could control, you know, like in its absolute. We are all that we could control, you know, like 
you can control that at the end of the day, how many miles you're going to go, if you're getting up, if you're being better than people, you know, like that's something that we actually can, can control, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and seeing you, and seeing you do all this, you know, it was almost like a, a daily vlog in your stories. Every uh, oh, day. Hey, I, I just found that out that I motivate myself. I literally just yeah. found that out. I motivate myself because I made a video one day and I posted it and I never post a video before I go to the gym. I never, I never say I'm at the gym. I just go to the gym and I just do what I'm doing. And I remember one day I posted on there cause I just felt like. I felt pumped. I think David Goggins put out a video and it just got me all in the damn motion again. So before I made the video, I was like, you know what? Let me just post something. So I remember I posted it and I started watching it. Like I, like I started going back like I always do. And I rewatch my videos over and over and over because I'm trying to uh, find the mistakes. <clears throat> and I'm not looking for mistakes of anything. I'm just looking. I'm just trying to critique myself, I guess. But as I'm listening to it, I'm like, dude, I, I feel good. Like I motivate myself. Just me listening to that message over and over and over. Okay, Roman, don't be a little bitch. Don't be this. So now since I haven't done that, I don't have I don't have me yelling at myself anymore. Cause I used to go <laughs> dude, I used to go on there and I used to yell, just talk shit to people and just say a bunch of mean shit. And then I would get off and I'm like, I feel good, man. I feel good just talking shit to people who ain't even there. You know? I <laughs> I would get so many messages, dude. I would get messages and people thought I was talking about them people get offended and i always tell them like dude i go man if the shoe fits i'm not trying to say anything bad but i'm just out here just saying in general and i remember I'll, i I'll, do you do you want my input on on your uh yeah sure hell yeah I, want, I always want the inputs so what i thought because i i've kind of seen your journey you know from like your your breakup from when you left california and everything from you know when we connected on instagram um i was like damn you know like i was it was motivating um and there again, there was something about it that I was like, man, it's really admirable that this guy is, you know, going through a really hard time. And oh yeah, because you see me all super happy on there. I used to... <laughs> yeah, and and like you, you were really in a vulnerable spot, and you were like, you weren't going to let it, you know, fucking take you out. You were gonna, you're gonna push through it. And you're gonna persevere. And I knew, you know, like you venting that through stories and. And stuff like that was like a, a form of, of, of helping you heal and cope. And I was like, you know what? Like, I thought you're going to like actually gain a following just based off of those stories. Because I was like, okay, he's crying. Not a lot of people do that, but he's being himself and true in the moment. And that's what I think was so, not no homo, but like attractive to to want to watch like yeah. the next story is because I'm like, I'm engaged. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm engaged to like what's going on in this guy's life. Um, yeah. I, um, at, at the moment I had no, I, I still don't have friends out here. I don't associate with people. I keep to myself. I work and just come home and just, I should be getting out there. But, um, I wasn't talking to nobody. I literally just moved to Fort Smith. Um, I didn't know anybody out here. I'm staying in this dingy ass motel and I was just trying to figure out like how to get this out of me. I don't have I don't have no one to vent to. I wasn't talking to family at the time and it was just me by myself. So I would get on there and I would just I it's not that I I don't know. I wouldn't get attention. I wasn't getting any of that. People wouldn't even like like my stuff. People wouldn't even say anything. It was just me just go on there. And it it just felt good just to to let it out and feel like I'm talking to a black void. And it's yeah. there. And it it was a lot of it a lot of it was um in the beginning, I wanted someone to tell me, like, hey, Roman, it's going to be okay. 
That's literally all I wanted sure. in the beginning. I wanted someone to tell me, hey, you know, it's going to be all right because I was looking for that. But I'm I'm glad I'm, people don't care about me like that. <laughs> and they didn't tell me that because I realized that your mama's not going to be there to love you all the time, you know? I was I was almost hoping that you were going to turn that into like a vlog or like a YouTube channel of your life, you know, in Arkansas and, and that stuff been like cool. that. Hey, I, I still have because time. It, it was engaging, man. Like, but now to find out that, you know, you were taking all these drone shots of you running. I mean, there probably is like all this footage of, you know, something going on. I remember seeing your yourself interview and stuff yeah. like that. Well, it's, I was There's trying all, to figure that shit out too. <laughs> there there's all this potential man it's just you gotta get it out yeah and then like you should make that your new thing rather than doing like um 30 minute 5ks is hey i'm gonna complete this project you know and challenge okay, yourself yeah. to that shit yeah that's that, that sounds actually really dope because uh it's actually cool that you say that um you know because I I, I I i would think to myself and after um you know i got an apartment out here in fort smith in like a week after being out here I made a lot of accomplishments and I remember I would, I would, the first night I laid here in my, in my, um, in my apartment, um, I was laying on the floor, I was laying on a comforter and I had some other blanket and, uh, I had a bunch of these stupid little throw pillows and I'm laying there and I'm thinking to myself, holy shit, like I did this, like I, I don't need anybody. I don't need anyone. This, this is, this is what it was. And I remember I was crying to myself because I was thinking like, I inspire myself and I'm sure that people will get inspired by me. And, um, that was after a long, long while. And that's why at one point I, I did the documentary. My documentary style was cause I was watching a documentary series. I forgot what it was. And I says, you know what? I'll be cool if I could just interview myself, just say, say what's going on because I would tell people all the time is I'm literally the same as you. I'm nobody different. I, if I can do it, you can do it. The only problem, the only difference between me and you is you guys would give yourself excuses. I didn't never gave myself any excuse. I was literally at one point, my, my girlfriend tells me, uh, she says, Roman, you're feeling sorry for yourself. And I thought about it for a little while. And I was like, dude, am I feeling sorry for myself? I'm getting out there every single day and I'm running. I throw myself out there. And she's like, people think you're on drugs because you're on there and you're, you're, you're crying. You're doing this. You're doing that. And I whoa, would whoa, think whoa, whoa. you said girlfriend. Oh, well, my ex-girlfriend. And, uh, yeah, so she would go on there and she would uh, say those kind of things. And it would make me feel like, like, fuck, like, is she right? And the craziest part about all that is no matter how much I would run, I would tell myself, Roman, it's, it's, it's your mental. You run to, to strengthen your mind. And I would, always, sure. I would always see it as I'm building this castle in my head and nothing could break me. I would go to work. People would be dumb with me and I would just smile at them. I'd be like, yo, like your life is really that bad. You're going to argue with me. Like, just relax. And um, just dealing with people, I didn't care no more. I was just happy in general. I wasn't looking for anybody's acceptance. I knew that I was capable of doing what I was doing. And I remember, especially after running the marathon, I felt unstoppable. I felt like the most untouched person in the world. If I guess I guess I, I figured out what big dick energy was. Cause I was out there and I felt fucking great as a runner. I felt amazing. And I remember no, I felt untouchable. And I remember my, my ex-girlfriend told me like, she comes out, she would come out of nowhere and she would just like hit me straight in the fucking heart. Shoot me. Bam. She had the golden gun from 007, you know, that one shot kill. And she would literally say the most 
unhurtful things like just say something hey roman i don't love you no more or i don't like you no more or roman you don't this and that shit would always break me down it would destroy me down to my core and i remember there was there was nothing anybody could do to me but her and so when i would get out there and run i felt like it was always just uh me trying to protect myself from her i guess i would say i would run from my problems you know what i mean yeah and the that, and that's why like Running was always taking me away from everything. Just learning to be a stronger head, a stronger mind, a stronger spirit. And uh, I'll say it again, man. I do not. Rec- I I can recommend running to everybody. Everybody needs to get out there and run, walk twenty minutes a day, exercise. It's life changing. It's amazing. It feels good. And I I I cannot express it enough. I'm. <sighs> I'm, I'm trying to convince myself and I want to say it, but I know if I say it, it's on wax and people are going to be like, okay, Roman, you hold yourself accountable because it's out in the open. But you know what? I just got to say it. I'm going to go for a run. I'm probably going to do it tomorrow. It's very too late. I can go run at the gym. But, but we're not, we're not guaranteed tomorrow, dude. I know. I'm glad you say that. I was, I was looking right now at the time. I was like, I could still go to the gym. But you know that, dude, the like, treadmill I, sucks, so I hate the damn treadmill. I hate running on that. The, you know what? The treadmill makes me run and get my shit done faster because it, it's consistently um, forcing me to run at the same um, uh, the same speed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you should definitely get out there and run. I should too. But I, you know what I've been saying is like, okay, I'll just do it after the holidays. You know, I'm just going to eat like shit for the rest of the month. Oh, uh, see, I can't even do that. I... I I don't know if I have discipline with myself, but in certain things I have discipline. I have ice cream that's been sitting inside my, my freezer for the last um since September. No, no, no. Since the end of since the beginning of October. I have ice cream that's been sitting in there. It's my favorite ice cream, but I don't touch it. I don't eat it. I don't I open it, I'll grab some vegetables and it's just always there looking at me. And I and it's so funny because I'm like, dude, this this it's tempting. But I have no need for it. I have no want for it. And those are things that with running, it still gets me in, uh, what is the word? Uh, self-discipline. But I just can't get out there and run. It's, it's, it's awful. It uh, sucks. Apply, need, apply that self-discipline to finishing your projects. Apply that I, That's what I need to do. Yeah. You should do it, man. Do you have any Definitely. ideas? What's a, what's, a good, what's a good one I should record? I have no ideas, man. I have no – you should give me like a – what is it? A, when I first started – when I first got into filming and taking pictures, there was this thing called Shot Guru. Have you heard of that? It sounds familiar. It's it, an it? app. It's an app you get on your phone, and when you download it, there's a, you're basically competing with other people who take pictures. And they will give you a, <laughs> they will give you a subject. And I would listen to uh, – 6.40 a.m. You know what 6.40 a.m. is KFI? Yeah, the, right, yeah. The, okay. So 6.40 a.m. KFI, you have in the morning, it's, uh, what's his name? Uh, Leo Laporte. Every, okay. I think it's on, in Saturdays in the morning at 11 o'clock. And he's a tech guru. He talks about everything. And there's a guy that comes on every, every weekend. And he has the, the shot of the week where you have to take a picture of a certain thing, a certain style. And that shot guru is basically that too. And... I would get into that and every day they would have a different, um, qu- what is it? Qualification or different, uh, what is the word for it? Like, uh, uh, shit, my mind is blank right now. 
uh, a different like, lesson, uh, a different idea of what to shoot. Like it'll be like, hey, go find something blue with bricks. So you'll go look around. You may find some Legos and you're just trying to make it look nice, make it look cool, add some depth to it, add some all this. And that's what got me into it. So that's why I was telling you right now, like, hey, teacher, what will be a good lesson for me to learn today? Because <laughs> hey, you, you, you have good ideas, man. You have great ass stuff. I was looking at the some taco one just a second ago. I think it was a taco one or it was a, a drink. You know what? Got, okay. Uh, I don't know if I said it on, on this uh, podcast, but the thing that got me into the, the videos was just shooting food content just because the pandemic and all restaurants were closed. So I go to these pop-up vendors. However, it kind of turned into my forte, but it's not necessarily my passion of, of shooting like food. Like I didn't, I never necessarily wanted to just shoot food, you know, oh, but okay. that's just kind of like where I'm at. I just like making things like look good. So if you threw me into like any other type of field, I'd probably make it look, you know, marvelous as well. Yeah. But, um, like my, my, my thing is like for running, like I said, you know, try to make it, try to create something out of it, you know, like get out there. Um, I don't know where Arkansas is, but I mean, I know Arkansas is, but I don't know where you're at in Arkansas. I'm in like, Fort Smith, like, Arkansas. Find like a cool area do like okay so your starting point is like here run like two miles away from that starting point and then on the way there like look around your surroundings and try to make a story so that by the time you're coming back you could film with your phone like maybe let's just go with a reel right now like okay. instagram reel you you get some footage for a reel and you're you, you use premiere right i i, I use premiere yeah so then when you get home, you know, you're drinking a protein or whatever, you could load all that footage from your phone into Premiere, you could edit that 15 second reel, and then boom, you just created something, you know, like a little story of your day. I feel like you could really shine in the daily type content world. Okay. Because you always, you always got something to say, dude, and, and it's engaging <laughs> to listen funny, yeah. because because it's it's raw. You know, like some of it's funny, some of it's, you know, I don't know, dude. Some of your, some of your posts when you're like uh, filming crackheads in front of the liquor store is like hilarious to me, you know, or like oh, you know, dude, someone getting arrested. Yeah, I um, um I, I didn't know there was homeless people out here until one day I turned around the corner and and there's a town called Townsend. That's where all the prostitutes are. So if you're in Fort Smith, you know there's prostitutes out here. They're pretty cool. But like, even, even just even just like taking whatever you're doing, but then throwing your you know Romanness on it, you know, yeah. like. Like you're running your store. Like mine are obviously kind of like more. I don't know. It's I don't the trans. Use... You have. I, I see. You have really cool transitions. Yeah, like in camera transitions. I do you a know, lot. That's that's um, that's pretty dope. But you you're good with dialogue and just speaking your mind. So maybe you can incorporate that with you know. See, I, I wanted to at one point. I, I wanted to do poetry, and I like I like those uh, stylized French films. Like in French, like France, you you could always have a. Uh, they always use French, for instance. Like, there's a, a video I've seen of a guy who's just standing in front of a mirror smoking a cigarette, speaking French. And only in French you can do that. Only in France is something that could be done like that. You can't go. You can probably speak Spanish or something, but a white guy or some regular guy speaking into a mirror, or whatever, it, it doesn't. It doesn't look as cool. But I like those kind of things. I like those kind of looks. I like those kind of styles. And uh, I'm trying to think where the hell I was going at with all this. My mind just fucking. I was just thinking about that. But uh, what did you ask me right now? You said something about adding something to it. Uh, 
uh, your dialogue maybe? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Speaking? Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. So I wanted to make something like that, but I wanted to write, uh, read uh, a poem over it. And just not like a rap poem or any kind of poem like that, just spoken word. And whatever I'm talking about is being conveyed through the video. And I just couldn't, I don't know. I just, I think I just couldn't do the poem part. I just think, I don't know if I didn't try. I just couldn't, I didn't want to make them all sounding like he went to the park. He saw a shark. There was, you know, I just, like I said, perfectionism. I wanted to make it perfect. I was trying to do like double, double rhymes, all these crazy stuff. And I just was like, all I have to do is just not make it perfect, you know? You can, you can incorporate, like, I mean, these are just kind of my own ideas that I've never really um, completed. But, like, if, you, if you're watching David Goggins' videos or reading David Goggins or even listening to audiobooks, whatever you're listening to and learning, you know, you could convey in the message while you're, you know, running or making, making oh, a, yeah, a little running. That would be pretty so cool. So you could take – so someone gave me the idea – because it's kind of funny that we're doing this podcast right now because um, somebody gave me the idea like a couple weeks ago because I like talking about spirituality and shit and things that oh, really? know, changed my life. Um, but I was thinking about doing those reels and those content things on my personal page just to like um, kind of get some more growth on my page. But I was going to do like a running thing and then incorporate like a spiritual topic of uh, just whatever, you know, and then just talk about like, let's just say letting go, you know, like, yeah. So it'd be me running and then I give a lesson on letting go in 15 seconds. Like, you know, let okay. shit go. But, yeah, it, but in my dope. own style, like more abrasive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's, so, that's pretty dope. Because I know you like David Goggins' motivation. You can do that same thing in, in your own style. You know, like um, just put your own flavor on it. Roaming the world, you know. Obviously, yeah, roaming the world. That's funny. Huh? There, there, There's like some comedy be, behind that um, that cover photo of your Spotify channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So, so with those pictures, one day, um, we were taking a, I think it was, uh, last year for Christmas. I forgot what the occasion was. Um, we had the backdrop out and we were just taking a bunch of dumb pictures. I think it was mother's day. And, uh, that was one of the pictures I had. I was looking, I was actually looking for a nice one of me smiling, stand there. And I saw that one. I was like, that looks stupid. And I realized in life, I've learned to like stupid stuff and I get so much compliments on it. I have uh, an Alsa, what is it? A frozen debit card. I told the lady, yeah. give me the stupidest one. And she gave me that. I get so much compliments on it. And I realized being stupid is what people, people like to see. People like to, and it's not being dumb, being retarded, being any kind of those words. It's just being different. You know, having, sure. them have, and that's what it is, having my flair on it. And yeah, that, I think that would be dope. Have like a little, I've, like even a, a training montage that would be sick as hell, but the running one sounds cool. That's that'll be pretty dope. I'm just I'm just trying to think. No, of that's some actually ideas dope. To get you back, get you back into filming. You know, like you're well, I, I, sh- I want to run right now. You know, <laughs> you're being creative with the podcast. You know, and um, I know like me being busy, it would just be hard to take on a bunch of projects. So yeah. for me to to do my own creative projects, um. It's so, so few far in between. I got to be selective with what I would want to do, you know? Yeah. And I, like right now you're motivating me. I may, I mean, I've never set up my, my room like this and I may, I may even just do a podcast myself. Cause yo, uh, it's cause pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Like it's, I'm not saying the podcast is easy in the beginning when we first started this, it was kind of like, uh, maybe cause I, uh, I smoked some weed. I don't know. But all I know is that, uh, it, it's fun. It's cool. When you start to talk with people and getting to know them and just getting to find co- similar interests and 
you have that little bit of connection and, it, and it's, it's always good to talk to people. And when I started, I it, think, I, I think I figured out why you don't run anymore. Cause you smoked weed, bro. Oh, I smoked weed one time today. <laughs> but when you're running, you're like, I'm not drinking. I'm not smoking any weed. Hey, that's, that's literally, well, so what happened was I just found out I had court in, um, two months. So now I have a, a fat break and I says, you know what? If I smoke weed, I'll smoke weed until I smoke it all because I, in order for me to get, I've been, I've been having this weed in my house for like six months. Well, I've been having it for six months. I just got in possession of it not that long ago, but I've been ha- holding on to it. And it, it's not that it's tormenting me. I just say, you know what? In order for me to get rid of it, I could throw it away. But I have court in two months. I can smoke this shit all up and force myself to run and sweat and get all this out of me and get out of there. So I'm only going to give myself a two days of smoking weed. And then once I, uh, and that's it. Probably not even that. I should have I should have been smoking weed all day today because uh my time's running up, man, with all that. I I just want to get rid of it. I should throw it away, but it's no fun throwing it away, you know? I have time to go run. I was gonna go run, but then I got high. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, man, and that's 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 literally true. Hey, but you know when I ran my marathon, I was high. When I ran the, the, the marathon, I, I didn't smoke the whole time. And I says, you know what? I just got, my, I just got all this weed back a few days ago. Let me, let me pack a bowl. I smoked me a fat bowl. And I remember before the run, I, I didn't know what to expect. I was thinking to myself, I, I feel awkward. I feel this. I started running, and the high kicked in. And I, I ran 30 miles straight, annihilated. I was high out of my mind. Like, I just was just zoned out running. And... Um, when I turned back around, I think that's when the high started dying because my hips started hurting, my body started hurting, and that's when I think reality hit me and told me, like, dude, what are you doing out here? You know, fuck. <laughs> like, this sucks. But dude, I, I, when, I, when I saw you enter that, I was like, I wonder if he's really going to finish it. Yo, I had to do it. And the big reason why I had to do it was because I was talking all this shit on the on Instagram. I was trying to put, you know, just say, get out there and do it every day. Go out there and be the hardest person you can be. And I literally had to go out there and, and show everybody, like, I'm doing what I talk about. Like, I'm doing this shit. It's not about it's not about if you are ready to do it. It's you just got to go out and do it. And as much as I know all this, as much as I I was practicing it i allowed myself to literally fall back down and the hardest part the hardest part wasn't getting out there the hardest part is being consistent with it man that's literally been the hardest part it's just getting out there realizing that okay hey you did this it's cool i was looking forward to my second marathon i was so excited and then i got hit by a car i literally got bumped by a damn car jacked my leg up it was the stupidest situation ever and i was happy that happened Cause I was like, Oh, I could finally take a break now. Here's the legit, a legitimate excuse. I could take a break. And I just, I let that shit control me. I literally let it control me. And I let it. Maybe, win. maybe you manifested that car because you deep down didn't want to run. You're like, fuck, I can't wait till a car hits. Dude. Me. I, I, I didn't, I never wanted to rent. I never wanted to run any single day. I would hate it. I would stare at my shoes for so long. I had two pairs of running shoes after at one point, and I had one in front of the door and one in my living room. Any single time I would see them in my room or the living room, I'm like, okay, I gotta run. I gotta go run. I gotta go run. There was almost, dude. There was almost this one time I saw like a story or something of yours, and I was like, man, I'm about ready to donate this guy some uh, running shoes because you were. I was like, I can't believe he's running those fucking things. And then when you got your new running <laughs> shoes, you were like so happy. 
dude. I was running. I was like I said, I was running in work shoes, some non-slips, restaurant shoes. And I, I remember I was running and it was just like smacking the ground, smacking the ground, smacking the ground. And I, I looked up running shoes and I remember I looked up the first pair I found and they were Under Armour shoes. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to get. I went to the store and I specifically went for those. I didn't look at any other shoe. I didn't look at any style. I didn't look at what it was for. I just typed in a running shoe, best running shoe for a marathon. And that's what came up. I went into the store. I told lady, hey, do you have the shoe? She gave me the size. And then she goes, oh, what about this shoe? This shoe is so much better, whatever, whatever. And any other style of shoe, they didn't have it. They only had the style of shoe I wanted in my size. I have a really common size foot and nobody had my size shoe. So I feel like those shoes, those are, those are my, those are like the best shoes ever. I, I ran so many miles in them. They're like a, they're like a beat up damn car by now, man. I take care of them, but I was, they're flat at the bottom. Cause it's just me running every single day, all the time, every time. And, uh, I, I honestly, of, of spirituality, I honestly feel like I was meant to be doing all this shit, all this running, not to go out there and be some kind of Instagram influencer or just kind of talk about anything, but just to get out there and run and just be a better self of who I am. I honestly feel like it was meant to be like this. Even going through all For this sure. hard, going through all the hard stuff, dealing with like, uh, like, dude, you seen that shit? I legit cut all my hair off. Like, I went fucking insane. Like, I cut all my shit off. I, I tell people I baptized myself, man. When I cut all my hair off, when I became a runner, I baptized myself. I had a, I literally was trying to do anything I can do to get this girl out of my my mind, out of my body, my spirit. And even so, to this day, it's hard. But running legit gave me so much focus and so much understanding on you know life is hard life is crazy life is difficult but running is damn harder and if you can do that shit you can take on life i'm gonna say that you look worse now than you did before Uh, what do you mean i look worse (laughs) you got that beard and you got that long hair dude oh shit man well i i i I have a, a point in my hair when it's um it gets stupid. Like I had, it's maybe about the one to two inches phase, and then my hair starts curling up. So once it gets past that point, it'll curl up and it'll look shorter. But uh, yeah, dude, I look rough. I get I get mistaken out here for Arab all the time. I've, dude, I I thought for the longest time you were Arab. Oh, uh, <laughs> like when that's we first fu- started talking on the gram. I was like, I think that I can't tell because you know how I like the Mexican culture and stuff. Yeah. you're aware of that, right? Um, I was like, man, I wonder if this dude's Mexican, but I don't want to like assume because he looks Arab. <laughs> I know. I'm over here. You're over here thinking I'm a, uh, what is it? A, a towel marketer when I text you and shit, you're like, oh, he talks like a towel marketer. <laughs> it's only that. Dude. You, I mean, I mean, right now you got that natural telemarketer vibe going right now. Like, Hey, can I sell you this thing? Oh um, <laughs> dude, I, I was working with this guy and he works at the, um, we had a drive through in the, in the restaurant we were at and, uh, people would come in and the way he would talk. He sounded like a like like he said a telemarketer, and I would tell him all the time. His name was uh, Evan. I was like, Evan, what do you used to do? Like, he's the sweetest guy in the world. You got to be super nice and super sweet to be a telemarketer. I can't do that shit. I wouldn't be able to. If I if I was a, an Arab telemarketer, I'd be the meanest Arab telemarketer, man. I probably wouldn't get no sales, but it'd be cool. I used to work as a telemarketer. If I you know if you didn't know that shit, if no no one knows that, but I used to work as a telemarketer. It was called um uh. My tia got me the job, and uh, on our first day, me and my brother, we went to go apply, and we were telling the guy, hey, man, is this a cool place to work? 
he comes from around the corner with the attitude. He was bald head. He probably weighed up. He was probably about like five foot six. And he probably, he looked like some monk. And he probably weighed about 110 pounds soaking wet. Skinniest white guy. And he showed me his feet and he goes, I'm painting my toenails right now. Um, how do you, how do you, how do you think, do you think this is a chill job? And I was like, uh, a simple yes or no would have been, would have been cool. So he, we got this job. Like we didn't get interviewed. They were just like, Hey, come into work tomorrow. We come into work. <clears throat> there's a bunch of, uh, uh, phones and shit. It was probably about a 12 foot, a 12 foot distance from the door to the middle of the room. This little five foot, maybe four eleven monster comes in she was this uh little ginger uh redhead girl redhead lady she probably weighed about like 200 pounds high on high as hell like high out of her mind she jumps into the door and she was the owner she was in charge of the thing and she's talking a million miles an hour giving the speech and then out of nowhere she goes booty pop and she starts twerking right there (laughs) and me and my brother we look at each other and we're like what the like what the hell like what did we walk into we had no idea what we walked into. The only reason why we took the job was because they were saying it's uh, hourly pay. And there, there was, we would call people and they would give us a whole list of numbers to call. We'll call them. And I think it was a, a security service. And I would just call and just bullshit with people. It was the most fun job. I worked there for like two days. It was, I didn't get paid for a cent for the whole time I was there. But I would just call people and just bullshit with them and just make up voices. Um, talk about anything and it was the dumbest job ever i didn't make no sales though i wasn't a good salesman but uh telemarketing is full yeah cool i'll be i'll I'll be cool to be a little arab i think telemarketing job is like the i want to say bottom of the barrel but the reason why there's so many like yahoos or like just weird people in telemarketing is because it's the easiest job to get i know for a fact that like sober living if you're just like three days sober and sober living they'll give you a telemarketing job right oh really just it's yeah because it's just so easy to get because it's um it's one of those jobs where it's like a revolving door they always need someone because people are in and out of there so often i did telemarketing when i was uh i think 18 but the only reason why i got that job is because one it was an easy job to get i had a red like one foot mohawk so I couldn't get a job like I couldn't get a job anywhere else. I remember putting my headset through like um, like a part in yeah. the mohawk because uh, I couldn't get a job anywhere else dealing with customers because the way I looked because I was in a punk rock and stuff. Um, so I know that telemarketing like that's why it's just so full of just crazy misfits is is because it's uh, an easy job to get. Well, they ended up going under because they were crooked as hell. They weren't paying nobody for any but for anything. They were crooked, so they they went to jail or some kind of whatever. They got raided or some bullshit. But yeah, that's the only job I ever worked at Telemarketer. Um, it was cool. It was whack at the same time. I would go in super high. I I literally can't smoke weed anymore because I'm right. Like I was like I can get I get too high off of one hit, and I'm like, dude, I can't. I don't know how I don't know how you youngsters do that shit, you know. But plus though, like the weed out here, the weed out here is trash. I cannot express that enough to anybody. I don't know if you smoke pot. Do you smoke pot? No, I'm completely sober, bro. Hell yeah. Honestly, that's the best way to do it. That is the best way. I was completely sober for for a while. And then I started uh, dating again. And the girls want to go out and drink. And I, I just let that shit kind of get, you know, I just kind of, I guess, I, I guess a lot of the reason why I stopped drinking was because of, um, I, I just had no one to drink with. No one, I'm a social person when it comes to those kind of things. 
And uh, I only drink sure. when it's social. I smoke weed when it's whatever. I literally let myself go. That car hit me and destroyed my entire life. <laughs> Dude, it's not over. Oh, it's no, it's been, not over uh, at all. It's not, only and, been like a month. It's not, it hasn't even been a month yet. Oh, shit. It's been, yeah, about a little more than a month. Well, you better you better bring in the new year, you know, with like a different mindset than going into it lazy. Oh, definitely. I've been trying to, I've been trying to get out of all this. I uh for the last like for like I said for the last 2 weeks I've been going through some bullshit and uh just still now I'm trying to get my head straight again. Uh and I and I'm thinking to myself, hopefully this podcast gets me going because I choose I tend to do a lot of podcasts um bef- after I get out of the gym. After I get out of the gym, I'm more pumped, I'm more ready to deal with the day. Uh, I haven't been to the gym today. I literally been a bum. I've been wrapping Christmas gifts and I'm trying to figure my life out still. I'm going insane. But it's life. You know, we we all don't know the the older we get, the more smarter we get. Well, the 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 older we get, the more we realize how dumb we are. That's what Also it is. there there is no figuring it out, bro. There's no yeah, like there's no destination or or finish line where you're like, "Oh, okay, I crossed the line. I know what's going on now." Oh, definitely. Just gotta like gotta just What happened? Enjoy the you gotta just like live it day by day and yeah. enjoy every moment. One day at a time. That's literally what it is. One day exactly. at a time. And I've for the last uh five months, four months, I literally been living in the past. I've been living I've been wasting all these days. I go run, I would go do whatever. I was in bed by like six o'clock at night and I would lay in bed and just torment myself all night. Dude, like it was awful. Like I think about those shits that now. I used to go through legit hell with all that bullshit. Like it was the most craziest thing. But with everything being said, Jason, I'm, I kind of, I kind of apologize for the beginning. We had a little bit of miss, uh, what is it? Uh, weirdness or awkwardness of, uh, trying to get everything situated. I, oh, pre- good, man. I appreciate you coming on here. Uh, do you want to give a shout out, uh, for people to find you at, or, you know, shout out in general? Yeah. Thanks for having me, Roman. Um, again, my name is Jason. You can find me on Instagram at anchor city co C O that's anchor city C O on Instagram. Um, I don't have a website cause I'm not that legit or cool yet um okay other other than that uh i'm pretty easy to find once you once you get me on the gram yeah because once you put your stuff in you'll see the the anchor the white anchor and the black logo uh and then once you click on it you'll see some dope videos the food the places he goes the food always looks great like you legit make that food look good it's it's usually good um i try not to and i'm sure it's easy because the food already looks good the food good ass food for sure. Like it's, it's easy when, you know, you know, like when you're filming something, if it's already cool or like it's already yeah. um, badass by itself, it's easy to film, you know, yeah. and it, when you got a good product, it's really easy to, you know, film and, and make even more spectacular. Hell yeah. Well, Hey, I, I would like to have you on here again and maybe we could talk something about some spiritual stuff. That'll be pretty righteous. For sure, man. Um, Let's do a part two. Uh, part two. Definitely. I would like to talk more about running and hopefully by then I'll have some videos done. No, hopefully. I'm going to have some videos done. I'm going to finish up right now. I'm going to go for a run. Fuck, I shouldn't have said that shit because now I have to go for a run because <laughs> I want to post that. All right. Jason, thank you so much, brother. You have yourself a good thank night. Thank you, man. And you I shall talk well. to you later in the future. All right, thank Take you, Take care, brother. All right, later. Bye. All right. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you guys so much. We 
You can find me on Spotify at Roman the World. You guys have yourself a great night. See you later. Downtown. In the morning sun.